thusly. 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 I said the first thusly, editor me, just so you know. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much for telling me that. What the f*** is going on down there? Things pop into my head all the time. Like the idea of, let's record a podcast, and then we're doing it. Welcome to episode 603 of WTF TFW, uh, a, a fan-made podcast by the fans for the fans. Um, one of the, the fans of the Transformers is Aaron Axsmith, who is right God. over there. I've been accused of that before. You fan? Yeah. That's right. Um, another another um, supposed, uh, another, another rumored on the grapevine to be a fan of the Transformers is TJ over there. Hi, TJ. You you assume I'm associated with it. Why why you do that? Why label me like that? I heard it on uh, on on Twitter, and so I decided like I'm just gonna roll with it. I mean, uh, we got we got to hold to account people uh, who could possibly be digging the the Transformers, Ugh, of all things. Speaking of which, I'm hyped because uh, after a fan first Friday, and not from a leak source. I don't even know where these came from, but like product shots of new Cyberverse toys popped up in the perfect late Cyberverse way where it doesn't seem anyone really cares except for about 10 of us. Uh, and, and these were not even of like the fancy toys. These are of a, a bunch of the, the more, you know, kid oriented toys. We actually had some more of them pop up today, but I, those are the ones where you roll them and they transform and like they look neat, but I'm never going to buy them. So I figured I'd, I'd just leave them alone for now. I, I just wanted to quickly mention, it seems crash combiners are back, and it seems like Dinobots are crash combining with whoever they want. Uh, there, there's a bumble swoop, um, but the, the one that's really interesting is Slugtron. Uh, Slugtron is Megatron and Slug, where the combined mode just looks like Megatron has physically dominated Slug into being his legs. Uh, the main thing I want to call out on that one is how Slugtron is a terrible name. That uh, shouldn't have been the final name. It was. It was. There's so many other names that that follow the bumble swoop pattern much better. That was a bad portmanteau. And also, like two keystrokes different. We could have had Slagatron, the mighty Slagatron. I'm so disappointed. Uh, anyway, uh, no, uh, I, I think I think I'm in Camp Mega Slug. Make. Oh yeah. Sorry. Sorry. You're mm -hmm. right. You're right. I was mega a fool. slug is better. No, mega slag, the mega slag, and we've been banned from the UK. So thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> uh, that was a joke. We're not banned from anywhere. I have bribes. Um, speaking of bribes, uh, long time ago, getting to our first topic here. Uh, I got back into Magic the Gathering, which, in fact, was long enough ago for me to call it a bit of a long time ago. That was, like, three years ago. Uh, within a year of me getting back into into a TCG, they announced and released a Transformers TCG. Last year, I got a lot deeper into board gaming, so solo board gaming specifically. Um, and then within a year of that, they have announced a new Transformers soloable board game, a deck builder, 
by Renegade Game Studios. So I guess when I get into things that don't have Transformers yet, within a year we get a cool Transformers version of it. So we got to start figuring out more things for me to get into, honestly. I'm not sure what's left, though. Uh, Financial responsibility? Can we brand that with the Transformers? I'm... Or wait, no, are those mutually exclusive? They might be mutually exclusive, yeah. Oh, crap. Anyway, being broke perpetually is... Optimus, like a $700 Optimus Prime, the Transformers itself exists now. You, you tell me. I mean, if it's the last one I ever buy because it transforms itself and does all the work, then maybe... Well, you know, I don't know. I'll, I'll workshop that a little bit. But uh, we, we had a new Transformers deck builder coming out uh, from the same designers of the upcoming Power Rangers deck builder. Um, and interestingly enough, and I trust the people who have pointed this out, uh, one of whom I'll be given some more credit in a sec, it looks nothing like the Power Rangers deck builder, so it's not a reskin of that game, which is good news. Let me get this really important thing out of the way first, though, because I've seen this come up constantly, and it's not a bit when it comes up. A lot of the reactions to this have been, oh, there's already a Transformers card game, though. So a deck builder is not a deck construction game, which the TCG was. And does that sound pedantic? Yes, it is. That's board game language I've come to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh so, uh, not to go on for super long, but basically, a deck builder is not a collectible card game. It is a card-based board game. Usually one, in this case it is one, everyone starts with the same small deck of cards, and one of the main mechanics of the game is that you are adding to and deleting from your deck, uh, removing the starter cards over time and adding better ones as the game goes on. Um, so that that's the crux of what this game is. The rulebook PDF has gone up. And uh, to give a shout out, Brian over at Wreck and Rule put up a really solid uh, opening video of like going through some of the rulebook, the setup, some of the game mechanics uh, as are you know read in the PDF. I'm excited about this game. Uh, it's not confirmed yet that it's going to be solid because from what I read in the rules, they have a solid engine, but it needs really cool cards to go with it, and we don't know what most of the cards are. Uh, we'll be finding out as time goes on. Uh, there are also pre-orders up right now on Renegade's site. If you're in America, you can do it right now, and you get a promo pack with an extra character, who is Jazz, and four extra main deck cards, uh, which are two Decepticons, two Autobots, if I recall correctly. Um, and they have stated on the Facebook group for the game that they will be opening up their site to international orders during the summer before that pre-order closes. This has been a big thing with me in Renegade, because they have a lot of Renegade Game Store exclusive things that I want, and I can't order because they only ship in the States. And I can't get my friends to order it for me because that makes them become expensive enough with double shipping that I don't want (laughs) to. So I'm happy about that news, too. But um, I am excited about this. Aaron, I I believe you told me you've already pre-ordered it. Yes, I have. Uh, have you got much deck builder experience? I actually can't remember in your oeuvre of games. Um, I do. I've got a bunch of Legendary, uh, which is the Marvel mm-hmm. one that went on for a, uh, a lot of expansions that at some point we just still, said... we. I've, I've got like four boxes of these expansions. I'm going to call it a, a day there. Yeah. Along with, I think we got the, the Firefly one that came out that we never played. Um and then there's a couple other smaller ones. Um, I mean, even all the way down to like Star Realms, which is just the tiny, uh, tiny, tiny version of it. it. It's like fits in a almost fits in like your pocket. Star Realms so. Frontier is is probably the best bang for your buck deck builder on the market right now, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That you can get it for under twenty bucks, and it has solo modes built in. Like it's super solid. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was going to say Legendary Encounters Firefly, because I like Legendary Encounters Alien. That's the one I got. Uh, mm -hmm. By all accounts, the Firefly one is not very good, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, that's like, in looking at it, it had a, an aim that seemed a little bit further away from what it was, like what like the Legendary play cycle was yeah. <clears throat> that I'd kind of figured out, and Firefly seemed like it moved further from that but still tried to keep a lot of the other concepts of it, so it was like starting to get built on on a uh, less solid foundation. That It bummed me out when I heard that, because I was like, especially when that game came out, I'm like, that is a license you could fart a game out for, and you'd sell a ton mm -hmm. of it, and it sounds like that happens. <laughs> that really sucks. Um, TJ, I was wondering, have you got much experience with, with deck builder type games? The only experience I have with one is holding a box of a Rick and Morty deck builder game at at my work. I've never played one. I've I've never even looked into one. So this is all very new to me. I will say there are some digital ones that are very popular. Um, and Slay the Spire is, uh, from, from what I know, that's actually been a really big entry point for deck builders. And that one is digital only until their physical version comes out, apparently later this year or something like that. But um, the, hmm. the deck builder mechanic... Uh, exists in both digital and analog and is pretty popular and it's a uh, it is a super fun way to play a game uh, this transformers game uh is interesting in that it has solo it has co-op and it has competitive but the base game is uh, all autobots as far as like the player decks you're playing as autobot characters and the decepticons are entirely the bot that you're playing the bot and you know encounter cards that you're playing against uh they have already teased the first expansion will add playable decepticons uh, and the competitive mode is a real board gamey thing, and this is a huge, I think, thing for TCG-oriented players to, to to grok. Competitive mode of this game is not you playing against the other player. You're you're basically still playing a form of co-op against the Decepticons. You both want this to beat the Decepticons, but you're trying to accrue more points than the other players while doing so. And there are ways to kind of soft sabotage the other players while doing so, which is really cool conceptually. Um, as far as the game not being like a really flat, you know, kind of license cash in as one might be want to assume it would be. Um, and the, the co-op and solo modes, uh, mix it up by, by increasing the difficulty such that if you get damaged, if anyone gets damaged five times, you lose. And there are a number of cards, at least one, I'm assuming maybe more, but at least one, according to the rule book, that you can only counter that card when it comes up in competitive. If it comes up in solo or co-op, you just have to eat it in the face. And it literally says this is so, so solo and co-op are more difficult because you want that for solo and co-op. You know, the dating back like 10 years or so, that is why Pandemic picked up so much. The game, not the, you know, because <laughs> uh, Pandemic is <laughs> Pandemic is classically very difficult. And that's what you want out of a game where you're not playing against human brains. Uh, you want it to be a hard, a hard thing. Solo games in general. Um and, and in, from what I've picked up in chatter, people have identified there are cards that let you, um, that, that let you, um, briefly attack other Autobots. And there are cards that let you briefly recruit Decepticons who pop up. So it seems like the game is, is really built to receive at least one expansion that adds Decepticon players who I am assuming would potentially sub in place of the existing, like, I think it's a 10 card engine of, of dual purpose cards that, power the the you know randomness of what ambushes and boss bosses will do uh the one other thing uh that's kind of clever is instead of a board 
you have an array of cards in a grid, and that is referred to as the Matrix. And on the Facebook group, someone said, are you just using the word Matrix because you needed a word for a thing? And then they pointed out, no, we're, we're actually using the word Matrix as it's used in normal real life, because that is a Matrix array of cards. And I was like, that's actually really clever, I think. Uh, and that, that's also what the card market... There is no card market, for those who know deck builder games. Um, you have a grid of cards that you're moving around, and you're flipping the cards over. Some of them, it sounds like some of them are purchasable cards. Some of them are bad things happen to you cards. And one last thing, every turn, if you're not replacing a card on the Matrix, because you've you know, flipped it and dealt with it, you still flip the top card of the main deck over, and if it's a boss encounter... Uh, stuff starts happening. You have to flip cards until you find a place for the boss encounter to to exist. And if you flip over enemy ambushes, those just stay there. So you can have a kind of pandemic-style cascade event happen in this game. Again, really cool little things for a, for a Transformers-branded you know board game thing to do. So I'm, I'm, I'm tentatively really excited about this. Uh, and, and looking forward to hearing some more about it later on. Um... And, and I'm going to pre-order it when I get the chance to, because I want that promo pack. Um, I, don't know, and, and I, I kind of went on a bit because I wanted to info dump a little bit for the sake of people who didn't know the difference between this and like a, a TCG. But anything else you guys feel like bringing up about this thing, or are we just waiting uh, for more info now? I feel like we're at the more info phase, really. I mean... Yeah. It, it's one of those things that... <clears throat> Unless the the rule book dump also came with a, here's a representative example of a bunch of cards uh, dump, then it's kind of hard to say, like what the what the variety is to get an idea of it. And it's the like they don't want to show off all the cards because then I <laughs> guess what you just made a print and play game. Good job. Um, they uh, they do show a handful of things. Like there's a couple characters in there. Um, I, I, I also think it's really, like, cool, uh, that, like, like, not just even in Transformers, but even in stuff like Marvel Champions, it's just ubiquitous now. If you have a, a card-based game with, with mode-swapping characters, you flip the cards to change modes. And I'm like, that's right, you mm-hmm. do. Because they got it right the first time. <laughs> uh... But yeah, uh, well, there will be more about that later. Once we have like more solid info, that will also definitely be a WTF at TCG kind of thing uh, to talk about. Um, anyway, moving on uh, to the meat of this one. Opening with a listener question from Carito. Uh, Titan Class Armada Tidal Wave when? Uh, well, not at Fans First Friday. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, although I put that in there, part TFU info mentioned that like you know Hasbro does listen to social media and then had basically put up a post going like, we should get Commander Class Armada Tidal Wave. Retweet this if you agree. And I was like, hell yeah, I will. Uh, so that listener question is more in spirit than anything else. But do you guys, what do you, do you guys have a reaction to having that yelled at you? Um, we need the Megatron for it to combine with first. Do we? Ooh. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do it right, what's the point? If you're not. I'm going to get controversial here. Oh, no, you go ahead. You go ahead before I do. Before I shoot myself in the foot, you go ahead. <laughs> My question is, you scream it to me, and I ask you, which one? Uh, are you going to go cartoon accurate on me with the Japanese color scheme of the toy, or are you going to go with the American market one? Oh, I was about to say... mostly clear repaint. Well, no, Energon is, is SDCC and, or, or uh, Pulse. 
Um, Energon Tidal Wave must happen, but that is that is absolutely perfect for generation selects. I was going to yell show colors, but I'm like, man, they're both good. So do both. See, also, yeah, yeah, well, that's the easy solution, right? Yeah. Just release $260 toys. <laughs> Before the like, third I, one. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember playing the Armada video game. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's the color. Like, he had the American toys colors in that game. Yeah. Well, that's why they're legit. Is that, that, uh, that, that was a very striking tidal wave in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, now my controversial thing I was going to say, is, and I'm going to invite, I'm going to invite much abuse here and I apologize. Uh, I think, I think, I think the world would be fine if we just excised tidal wave combining with Megatron. If we just, uh, if we just erased it, if we just, you know, didn't do it on a new one. I think I think it would be a worthy sacrifice for the greater good. Yeah, I went I went there. What are you going to do about it? I shake my head in sorrow at you. <laughs> uh, I expected more. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, he didn't really combine. Really, he just clips came out that stuck onto his arms. We've we've called. We've called worse combinations a combination still, I think. Hmm. I don't feel like... I feel like it's not a combination. I feel like it's just... Tidal Wave loosely clings to Megatron's limbs. If you didn't have to extend Megatron's torso, I would start to say maybe he's more of a weaponizer type deal, but when you're extending Megatron's torso and thus, you know, making him, uh, whatever, an inch or a half inch taller, it's... It's like it ticked too many boxes to not be a combination. And and it had a cool name in uh, in Japan. They called it like Burning Megatron or something. So, you got to you got to respect it until you excise it. <laughs> uh but yeah, that didn't come up at Fan First Friday. Um Fan First Friday had 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 some stuff come up though. Um I watched the whole thing. Uh I I chilled out in the chat and was spamming Omega Supreme uh because the chat was terrible. And uh, was a great case to never make Studio Series Jolt, just out of sheer spite. Uh, and I say that as someone who invented liking uh, Jolt back in 2009. Um, I feel like, you know, it's my responsibility to say that, like, you know, I, I said Jolt is uh, is sort of like a sort of sort of robot Jesus who wanders the desert and resurrects Optimus Prime and humbly, uh, quietly takes his leave afterwards. Um and you know if you're if you're if you're starting to like spam a chat, you're starting to you're starting to make people unhappy or yell at them in Jolt's name. I don't think Jolt loves you anymore. I don't think I know Jolt doesn't love you anymore. Uh, but we uh, we got something relevant to a movie. They uh, they talked about uh, a, a Blu-ray 4K remaster. Remaster is the word. Actually, just I'm pausing now. I can't remember if that's the word, but it's a 4K. <laughs> Um, release of the Transformers 86 movie in Steelbook and non-Steelbook with brand new artwork that is super solid. Um, and they interviewed the artist and everything but his name remained in my memory and now I just forgot his name because I suck. Uh, and uh, it looks really good. They said that they, they used the, the old film masters for the 4K transfer. Transfer is the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I'm curious if that will have a very discernible quality up from the last... Um, release many years ago i i remember them saying at one point in time i can't remember if it was with the blu-ray discussion or the later toy discussion where they said that they used 
the videos for color corrections, but I know that like they've mentioned that the like colors have shifted over time over um like new captures or new color corrections. So I I'm not sure which ones have been like we went back to the original film versus like we've just poked at it in in a color editor. Yeah. Like like if it's if it's a well I mean it's a shout factory, so I trust them to do you know, to not kinda like BS around when they say things like it's a transfer from the proper film original master and stuff like that. Like like Shout Factory is is one of the the publishers of, of uh media where I'm like I, I take at face value your statements of quality. Um and I'm I'd be down for picking up the movie again because I, I haven't picked it up in uh in a while. The artist was Matt Ferguson, by the way. I I went and dug it up. Uh, they had a, a fun little interview with him. It was him and uh, a brand new member of the marketing family to me, Karen Marketing, um, I believe it was, or Kelly Marketing. I got to check my live tweet thread. Um, but uh, I, yeah, uh, I don't know about like like extras on that thing. I wonder. I wonder if maybe they <laughs> they're even allowed to use some of the old extras, like the commentaries, or if those things are like bound to to some kind of timed fate back in the day when they were recorded. Uh, but um TJ uh are you, are you down for picking up the 86 movie again? Uh for probably the fourth time in my life at least. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, cuz I had the v- I had the VHS, I had the first DVD release, I've got the anniversary release. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Let's Why not? Yeah, maybe maybe 4K. I can actually make out the blobs that are working on Cybertron in the opening scene. That'll turn out they were actually blobs in 4K. Yeah, <laughs> really yeah, that's cr- the thing. Really I like, the, these, <clears throat> these are in the background. Nobody ever look at them. Yeah, I never noticed it before, but I didn't notice it till I actually got to see that in the theater for the anniversary thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's the Dinobots. The Dinobots are working the factory line on Moon Base Two. Which I would not trust a Dinobot with that, but whatever. Yeah. By the way, it was Kelly marketing, not Karen marketing. I, I found my live tweet thread. Um, uh, Aaron, what about you? Are, are you are you down for another Blu-ray? I don't think I. So I was sitting there myself trying to do it. Somewhere I have the VHS. I know I got the original release and then the twenty-fifth release. Hmm. I don't think I ever got a Blu-ray release so this would be this would be a blu-ray 4k ultra hd hdr whatever all the other nonsense that they say that one of these is so uh, those, those are saleable I, terms we got to start double checking yeah. the listing here <laughs> yeah so i i probably will i don't think i'm gonna go for the steelbook because that like it's a neat piece of art but for me steelbook frequently feels like the this is the collector's thing because we said it's the collector's thing and so you're just going to pay more yeah. cuz you're a collector. I think I think steel and that feels gross especially because the other day I was at Best Buy and for $3 they had a whole chunk of just steelbook cases. Yeah, steelbook is something I think where you pick up one or two cuz it's a thing you really love and then eventually the target audience of steelbook editions are people who already have steelbook editions. 
Uh, yeah. Of whom I know a but couple. But it was like, of, uh, I, I think of like almost any game that had come out in the last three years, I could have just gotten the steel book for like three bucks oh, for just, they just do the clam for games. Just the, just the <laughs> clamshell of it. And it's like, uh, if if the discs are the same, I'm not going to pay another 15 bucks or whatever for a metal case. It's worth and mentioning, a, though, Maybe the- a different insert card. The Steelbook edition of this does come with a lithograph, uh, so if you are super into the artwork, uh, that's an extra that draw. That was if you pre-ordered it from them, pre-ordered the Steelbook from them, you'd get the lithographed. Oh, it's it's exclusive to that pre-order? I, th- I think that's what that was. Okay. Because if they're packing a lithograph into a Steelbook, it's only going to be like CD case or DVD case size. It's not like you're going to say, hey, here's this wall art that we're going to fold 18 times to be kinda, fit in a package. kind of funny if they did, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got this frameable wall art after you get it professionally ironed flat. I, I, I do think, I think this is the first Blu-ray release of the movie. I kept saying another Blu-ray, but I think you're right. At least as far as like a, a landmark release. I don't remember if the 25th edition got a Blu-ray release after the fact. I can't, I, I can't remember anymore. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm down. You know, they also, the, the, the interview was also kind of cute because, you know, like a lot of things Hasbro's doing where they try to be a bit more personable. They're trying very hard while also, having it so meddled with in tone that it just comes off kind of awkward. Uh, but I think everyone involved did a good job. It's, it's worth, it's worth checking out. This is also like the interviewer is also literally Kelly marketing of the marketing team doing the interview. Um, mm-hmm. she's very impressed by everything. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's yet again, one of those things that it seems like there are a couple of knobs and they're working their way closer to seeming just like fans talking about stuff. But, um, again, it's what we said in the pre-show, and, and as we go on to the next few topics, there are quite a few cases where they let a little bit too much of the inside talk knob be turned up. There, there was also oh. a part where Kelly Marketing referred to the Steelbook Edition's artwork as minimalist, and I was like, that is a fascinating use of the word minimalist. That's not minimalist. <laughs> it's just not busy. Minimalist would have been like a couple of shades of red turning to orange with a blue orb above it and yeah. maybe lines drawn away from it if you know what it is you know what it is if you don't it's just blobs of color it's, those are the things i, I kind of listen to with the current era of hasbro streams i was doing that at the that the fan fest as well um also uh, a, a little carryover from the fan fest uh that's worth mentioning ben marketing uh confirmed that rachel marketing has successfully uh had a child young baby marketing um and mm-hmm. that's that's why he was uh running the stream instead of uh rachel marketing and uh all due respect i think rachel marketing probably would have done a better job ben marketing seemed a little out of his element he, he seemed like he didn't know he was going to be running the stream until the day of and he seemed rather nervous uh and very hastily media trained <laughs> Uh, but you know he did his best I just think that uh, you know the hero of the stream should have just been left to speak more because yo Evan product design is a treasure Uh, I I enjoy Evan product design speaking Uh, who we heard from as they revealed three new studio series toys and mentioned many times very openly in the way that they should that yes uh, these were all in some form leaked although none of you saw Gnaw yet uh, and you only saw robot mode for one of them. Um, 
But, uh, you know, that being said, the first release was Leader Class Slug with Daniel, who there have now been full photo shoots of, um, you know, unofficially. But uh, they are continuing the Leader Class Dinobots. Uh, Daniel is from the waist down, appears to be the same as the wheelie that I don't like. So now there's a Daniel I don't like, uh, which is great. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, Slug is large. Um, there were many implications in the language they were using that they intend to continue making uh, some Dinobots as leader class toys. I, I would say there's a good chance they're only really making one more leader class one. Um, and I have not looked at the leak lists. I'm just, I'm just saying there's three main ones and they like to complete sets. But when you have a choice of completing a set of three versus a set of five, I think completing a set of three is the higher priority. Uh, but yeah, Slug, like Slug looks fine. Uh, I, I like what they pulled off with the leg transformation to make some of the dino, uh, chunk disappear. Um, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to get him, and I'm also not all that excited about him, which was the exact same situation with Grimlock. Uh, and it's probably not healthy spending to go in, uh, you know, and go through with such a transaction, but I'm happy I did still. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he, to me, looks like he's got some of that same Grimlock DNA of, like, a few more twists to it, and this could be a masterpiece. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so at like fifty dollars, I'm okay with an almost masterpiece. Yeah, uh, I, like like its proximity to masterpiece is certainly not a criticism of mine. I should I should mention. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 actually the thing I've learned in the last decade is the the Dinobots are inherently kind of boring as toys and fun as characters, and I've realized yeah. that as I've gotten more Dinobots that I'm like I like these folks. The toys are often making me kind of go like, "Yeah, you're 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 still doing it. Good, you did it." <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, TJ, how are you feeling about Slug and Daniel? I mean, Dan- Daniel is about what I expected at this point. The mm. fact that his arms seem to have two joints each is an improvement over Wheelie. Def- objectively, that would be an improvement over Wheelie. It's double the yes. joints. <laughs> D- yeah. May even double uh, the joints overall. Uh, maybe no, 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 I don't. I have to do that. some math to figure that out. But no, um, no. Slug looks awesome. Like I'm really happy with how he looks. I love just how bulky these Dinobots have been coming out. How just kind of slavishly accurate they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think as if as a set, like it's it's one of those things where like I kind of expected at this point. I'm glad that's coming. I'm glad we're getting more of them. I'm more excited to see if they do get all five of them out because it would be pretty, pretty cool to see all five at that size together. No, to like, I never went in on the what eight, nine, how many sets of third party Dinobots have come out? Uh, that's that's in uh, fact not hyperbole. That's uh, true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I never, I never, I never went in on those. So, like, do you like it in a ten-inch scale, an eleven-inch scale, or a twelve-inch scale? Yeah, literally any size Dinobot you want. Mm-hmm. Three of those companies released them in two different finishes as well, not including G two, just two different finishes. <laughs> you see, yeah, see, spoil for choice, but I want, I don't want to pay like one fifty, two hundred each for my Dinobots to be that size. You know, if I, I just. Pick them up for fifty bucks each. I'm thrilled, especially because they do look really good. Yeah, 
And Grimlock's robot mode, like, as much as it didn't really, like, wow me, like, it still feels good in hand, because it's, you can get your hands, you have to, you have to open your hands to grip those legs. You can't just slip those legs into your palms. Like, you gotta hold big chunks of meat, big chunks of plastic meat. Uh, pass, it passes the squeezeability test, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, like, like, I think, I think there's a decent chance they would do a swoop. I wonder if swoop would be leader class. Like, like inherently that feels like that would be bumped to being Voyager. Um, there's, some, there's, some there's part of me that, mm-hmm. there's part of me that feels like because over time the budgets shrink and we start seeing things taken away. I feel like Daniel and Wheelie are just there to plan in advance for that. So we could yeah. get like a, so we could get like a, like, a, I could see them. I could see them like going Voyager on swoop, as long as the wingspan is big enough. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just but, take some of that air razor <clears throat> tech and slide it over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some, some about that. Eighty-seven joints in this wing. We can collapse it down into a matchbox or make it twelve <laughs> foot long. No, either way. No, yeah. Uh, I, I, it has me hopeful here. Like, I hope they make it that far. Yeah, I, here's my other question. If they do end up doing Snarl, do you think they have the gumption to put him in Studio Series 86, the movie he never appeared in? <laughs> <laughs> hey, two, two scenes, two scenes, about four seconds of footage. I think that those two scenes, in fact, will be the highlight that Evan Product Design brings up if they do reveal a, a, a Snarl. Or, or if, anyone if else. They like, do it, if they do Snarl, what do they use for the background? Just blank. Just make it a blank, <laughs> a blank piece of un, like literally brown, untreated cardboard. <laughs> an an unpainted cell. Yeah, yeah. Just clear plastic. He has no backdrop. Yeah. He just has a clamshell. It's it's just the it's just the marker notes on the side. And that's it. I did like the idea. I saw bumping around of like just release an empty box called Studio Series eighty six Snarl. Like just have the gumption to go for the jokes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, that, that one, uh, it seems like all of these are due out. They said in the summer, all my, uh, all the Amazon listings in Canada say October. Um, so, you know, probably, and one of them, no, two of them appear to be in hands, um, probably illegally right now. So really any time in the next four months, it seems like these will be, um, showing up places. Um, and, uh, coming out with that leader class is a Voyager class and a deluxe class. It's deluxe is Gnaw, who we have not seen at all. Uh, this is, uh, in fact, made a little gag about how this is just a Sharktacon, but they always call Sharktacons Gnaw because of G1, and I was like, thanks for acknowledging the silliness of that. Uh, and uh, th- this is uh, a deluxe. This this one looks very much like a Sharktacon. Uh, there's some shots uh, from the live stream of this one being held up next to the little Sharktacon. Uh, I think it makes the case that, like, every Sharktacon that ever gets released is worth adding to your swarm, because they all look just like, you know, Sharktacons with different upbringings and diets, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they, they, they're adding the gun, um, even even though it wasn't in the movie, because the G1 toy had it. That was literally the quote, I believe. Uh, and I think it looks really cool, and actually, it looks really cool in robot mode. It almost feels like the robot mode was focused on in this one, uh, which is very rare. For any Sharktacon toy, unofficial or official, um, the one caveat being the shark mode is a little uh, funny looking in the rear, um, which which is more so of, I, I agreed with someone else I saw who said this, it's kind of like to the credit of the, the Legends one, looking so perfect in shark mode. 
um, that when you actually have to accommodate more of an actual robot, you end up with like a slightly elongated shark <laughs> uh, in, instead. But uh, it looks great. I'm planning to get a hold of three of them uh, over time. Um, nothing about it really sticks out to me as terrible, you know? And, and the, I, I actually... I'm kind of hyped for, like, a good robot mode Sharktacon with, like, the little elf boots that they've got. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, solid head sculpts. Um, the head is really... The head is, like, the tongue of the shark mode. Right? And, like, it, it looks like it's functional, like, having, like, those those spines on the back. Like, it's, there's stuff about Sharktacon biology one can glean from this as well that I think is pretty fun. And uh, I believe... I'm going to check my... i got to check my live tweets. I think this one was a Hasui... Uh, project Slug was as well. Um, so for those who like to track certain designers, like apparently Slug and Gnaw were both Hasui projects, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, Aaron, are you, I'm going to say, are you chomping at the bit for, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. After oh, that pun. No. Oh, no. Right. No, this is a, a very serviceable Gnaw. Um, he, I, I think he looks better than the, the previous, version uh for sure in robot mode and and yeah i'm with you as as a as the the shark decons that were just a bunch of them in a pit and outside of the pit like having three or four different variations from different like line releases i think is 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 wonderful so then that way you can either pick the one that's your favorite or have a whole family of them and move on yeah like if if you're someone who's trying to figure out how to troop build any shark to con, I think that I think that the conversation of do I replace any of my old shark to cons with new ones is kind of like why like if you're already buying yeah. a whole bunch of yeah. them in the first place. <laughs> Thriftiness has exited the conversation when you said troop build transformers uh in my opinion. Um mm-hmm. TJ, how are you feeling about uh the newest of Gnaws? I I feel good about it. The shark mode, yes, is a little bit odd, but having gone through both the, the the legend class one and the cyberverse one, I'm kind I'm kind of okay with letting the beast mode go a little bit to get like a really nice robot mode that's better proportioned and a little bit closer to what I what I'm after out of like a gnaw as opposed to a shark Yeah. Now, I I do wish I do wish his. I do wish the shark head did a little bit more than that because, like, in the movies, it does do a lot more transforming than just opening up. But, like, mm-hmm. I get that. That's the original toy. So, like, okay, it's it's whatever. Bes- like, besides that, like, I'm actually kind of eager for this guy. Yeah. Me, me, me too. Like, I, I, I ended up um across several sites i have more than one pre-order but that's partly because some of them are on amazon canada and so i i'm like i don't trust you to actually fulfill my pre-orders anymore yeah uh but i'm also like hey you know if i end up with a bunch of them i'm not going to be sad i only really want three um because i have so many other little ones but um it, it also looks like the transformation uh isn't um i was gonna say it's like it's like I was gonna say it isn't simple, but it probably is kind of simple. But it it doesn't look it, it doesn't look early Beast Warsy like like uh, the Legends one where you're, like you can kind of tell what's yeah. happening. Um, like, yeah, it's seventeen po- steps in the transformation. I forgot we we got to see the backs of the of the boxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Like, I, I just like that you can see the elf boots forming, like, the side mass on the back of the shark mode, and I'm like, yeah, so it's not like the legs are just chilling out as the tail or something. Um, or the tail, you know, not literally the tail, but, like, you don't see the legs just sticking out the back or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm... I'm uh, I'm happy to see this also because, you know, Studio Series 86 has a lot of very interesting design work going on in it as a, you know, and it's, it's members who have ended up in Kingdom that really feel like they weren't Kingdom toys, like basically Cyclonus. Uh, so I, I'd like to see some more of this particular little design subset. Uh, and it's in the stream, it sounded like they were saying like there, there could be even more Studio Series 86 coming now that we've seen nine of them. Uh, I believe was the number. Um, and the ninth one of those makes me very excited. It's Voyager Rekgar, who is confirmed to be able to ride himself, which means that I can finally close the book on... Uh, well, I'm, I probably won't. I probably will still buy them. But I can say I'm going to close the book on buying RTS uh, Junkions en masse, as I have been for years. Because uh, when a Junkion can ride themselves, then I will buy many... I'll buy at least two copies of every single one you make. Uh, granted, as a Voyager, no matter what uh, money-making a company wants to do. I don't think we're going to get as many of these as we got out of the Reveal the Shield one as far as color variations, but also, you know, folks will come up with part kits to, to make these more unique and I'll, I'll be a happy camper. Uh, I think this looks great. Uh, I, I kind of like how the, the big-ass spikes uh, end. Uh, their, their taper at the widest point is a 5 mil thing for those wheels to stick onto so when you stick the wheels on the spike is sticking out the axle like i think that's really cool uh mm-hmm. there's a, a working pinwheel on the on the axe the wrist has a swing a melee weapon joint to point forward uh which you know that's that's a very smart placement um the the ride ability seems like it's very straightforward and not not super finicky to do which is important to me um transformation looks like it's going to be pretty cool in that it doesn't look clunky or dead simple at a glance, but I'm never good at really identifying that stuff um, until I have them in hand or see how they work. But I, I am I am anticipatory for this. My main worry about this is are the, is the facial hair going to be as fragile as Scourge's has been at times? Or are they going to do that in some uh, some softer plastic? <laughs> um, oh, and most importantly, uh, Rekgar's nipples appear to be ball-jointed. So that's, that's just huge for the, the brand in general. Important. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was I, I I was gonna skip this figure till you mentioned that. I I needed to see it confirmed across not only st- uh, the stream uh, screen caps but the promo shots because I wasn't sure if like hey is that just a trick of the light is that like our you know angles playing tricks on us but there's at least one screen cap from the stream where you can see those nipples are not pointing in the same directions one of them slightly tilted compared to the other so I'm I am hyped for this TJ I, I know I just sold you on the toy but uh, other than the nipples uh, how are you feeling about Rekgar? <laughs> Uh, I am feeling actually very good about Rekgar. He's one of the ones that I had as a kid that didn't quite survive my childhood, so having him back in just such a dead accurate uh, piece is pretty wonderful. I kind of love how kind of jank his uh, motorcycle mode is. Yeah. Where he's just, I am holding my wheel with my hands kind of, kind of transformation. Yeah, like it's it's on topic and it but it's it's done in a way where there's still a solid shape. I think it's it's the way that his legs are forming that very solid rear structure. Uh Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it it doesn't look like, you know, cycle basically. Like the cycle transformation really doesn't play nice when you want someone to ride the thing too, I think. Yeah. Um 
And the Reveal the Shield one, I love it, but it relies enormously on that groin uh, tab-in to, to make rideability really work at all. This one has enough oomph that I think you could just... Like they were saying, you could just put deluxes on it and, and have fun. And I was like, I see that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, look, it looks fun. Like It looks straight up like the Rekgar that I've been wanting for a while. Yeah, and I, 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 I should say I'm, I'm also highly invested in Rekgar because that was one of my very first Transformers. Uh, like I don't actually remember a time in my life where I didn't have Rekgar because I had him when I was an infant. So... Uh, well, I guess infant to toddler, depending on what you want to call an infant. Um, and Aaron, how are you feeling about uh, the freshest of Rekgars? Um, I, I think that this is probably the closest to movie ever. Yeah, for sure it is. Um, even better than the original toy. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that original toy is something all right. Uh, it is not movie accurate is a kind way to, to say no. it. <laughs> yeah it sure exists as a thing in the world um yeah I'll, I'll probably be picking it up it looks good i don't think i'm going to pick up two because uh, i have to draw lines somewhere plus i have plenty of other retgars that can can ride him through i, I, also, through the I also have i have a strange suspicion we'll be seeing this mold again yeah so, so that was, that was- i, I Power of the Primes, Combiner Wars, even recently, like the, yeah, they had the Combiner Wars, Power of the Primes one uh, as the deluxe they were showing riding this one in the stream. No, there, there are, there are the Combiner Wars was the oh, like the, yeah, the legend was, size one. Yeah, that was the groove. You're or the little groove. You're right. I mm-hmm. forgot about that. <laughs> so you can have that one riding on the the deluxe limb ones back on it, and then just have the whole family on the way to the store. Yeah. I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask y'all, like, like when it comes to repaints, and you know, obviously remote, like they they are unlikely, I think, to do a repaint of this that also has the Rekgar head. I don't think that's gonna fly very well. But uh, as far as more colorways of this, more more junkions to release, like they're certainly gonna do one. Do you think they're gonna do like more than one though? Like that's where I'm really kind of staring. I'm like, I could see you doing one in the line, like they are apparently gonna do with the sweeps. I could see one more of them in selects, but I feel like that's about it as far as official stuff would be. Just just because so, it's a Voyager. So I don't know because with it being a Voyager, like I don't know if they'll do another one in Studio Series eighty six. I only reason because... I'm, only reason I'm saying I think they will is the one leakless thing I've really held to heart, which is apparently they intend to do sweeps under this under that banner. And I'm like, if you're doing sweeps, that means that there is precedent to do you know junky on. Uh, yeah, yeah. But like sweeps were a thing that was really there, and like the other uh, like junkions were just junkions. But that was the whole idea in yeah. in that scene was like the yeah. fight scene yeah. was one would get knocked off and then they switch places and keep going. And they literally right. made the toy self rideable and it's like that tells me like yeah. y'all are y'all are doing at I, least one. <laughs> I, I, I could see that being like I, a target exclusive oh, yeah. type of thing. I, I don't I, I don't see it being another any place that you get Studio Series 86, there's going to be a second version of this. I, I yeah. would see it either being, like, if they did a couple of them in a couple different colorways in a box, that'd be, like, a box at Target for 70 bucks yeah. to get a couple well, of these. And then maybe uh, Studio Series, or a, 
uh, selects with some oddball coloring. Wasn't there? Wasn't there one that was like a bright pink and black? Uh, no, no. There, there was um, or, there was one in e hobby that was gray. That was the most divergent one, I think. Yeah, maybe, maybe the selects will be the one that's the like super off color, and the others will be you know the brown and red rather than red and brown. Yeah, I could easily see this being one of Target's two packs where two like two repaints with a different chest and a different head on each one. Yeah. I, I think like it will. Tr- yeah, that's. Sorry, um, I was gonna say. I think. I, was, I think it will matter. Like, like I think once we see it in hand, we'll also be able to figure out more. Like, what on this? What on this is retoolable that wouldn't affect anything? Uh, although, like looking at the bike mode, like yeah, the chest is just on the front, so it's not like integral to the, like, you know, the superstructure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It even looks like the the arms and legs with the way that they sit. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. It seems like that would be easy enough to just at that mushroom peg just come up with a separate lower limb yeah for for either part of that and then you can change the look of the motorcycle and the look of the robot like you could go for like thinner legs to get a more sport bike look yeah. pretty easily that's how yeah. the, that's how the Keith's ones do it sorry uh, go ahead good yeah, like I'm looking at I'm looking at all the red plastic and realizing if that's just the one tooling that they swap out, you can have different chests, you can have different spikes, you can change up the weapon mm. all just with one mold swap. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the weapon could change, the the tire shapes could be different or like, you know, less spiky or or you know, maybe more square spiky or something. Uh like like the Keith's Fantasy Club uh Masterpiece Junkions yeah, obviously not one to one, but those are a pretty decent template to look at for how much you can get out of a junkie on mold by swapping parts. Uh, mm-hmm. In a world with infinite money, like I would be buying like two of all of the KFC ones because I have the two originals and they are they are decent. They, they have some problems that it sounds like were at least partially addressed on the new versions, but that's like those the two I got were also like a convention impulse purchase, and so like being able to think about it, I'm not able to convince myself to get four more. You know, <laughs> roundabouts two hundred Canadian dollar junkions. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with this mold, and I will be buying a whole bunch of it, most probably over over the years. Um, junkie like like the RTS junkions. Whenever I see them at toy shows, if they're like ten or fifteen Canadian loose, and no one buys them at the end of the show, I am literally like muttering curses under my breath at all the the ingrates and fools who didn't buy the really good toy for such a good deal, uh, whilst I'm buying it off of a person who probably knew before the show floor opened that I'd be the one buying it. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll also qualify that when I say super good toy. I know that a majority of the fandom hates that toy, uh, and it's all right to be wrong. Um, it's it's a good human thing uh, to not be perfect. Uh, and that brings us to Shattered Glass. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, another Shattered Glass reveal. Uh, Shattered Glass Starscream uh, from the um, Hasbro Pulse version of Shattered Glass. This is, uh, you know, Jetfire Colors. Uh, I was legit like, are they going to do this on Earthrise where I don't think it works anymore? Thankfully, no. They're doing it on the Siege Tetrajet version. Um, and the new tooling for this one is a brand new sword that can split in half into two smaller swords that also happen to be able to occupy a very Cybertron Starscream-like position. Um you know, if you if you use five millimeter ports mm-hmm. and whatnot, which you know is 
I want that sword. That sword is really cool. Uh, <laughs> I, I, so I think this looks pretty decent. Um, I, I would agree with people that like there is probably a danger of the white plastic erasing a lot of the detail when seen in person or in you know too much lighting. Uh, I'm curious what a panel line version might look like. I don't think they should have gone for an off white though. Like I think because I've, I've seen the comment of like oh they could have gone with like a less bright white, and I'm like that probably would have just looked ugly given how off white plastics tend to turn out. Yeah, yeah I, I think that for that iteration of Starscream as a jet fire thing, it has to be my eyes hurt white. Yeah. yeah. He's also literally referred to at times as the White Knight of Cybertron. And it's like, right. you, you can't have yeah. the White Knight of Cybertron be like a smoky gray. Like, then it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, even if you dull it, then you're just approaching Starscream's normal color. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're, you're. I feel like that's that color scheme is is you know for better or for worse depending on your taste. It, it's in it's a part of that version of Starscream's identity, like the very bright, jet fiery uh, color scheme, um, and that sword being cool uh, and the mold being one that I like very much. Like lands this solidly in that whole um, place. All of the official shattered glass stuff has has shown up for me so far. Of like, if I see it in person, I might pick it up. I just don't want to, like, put effort into, like, pre-ordering it. <laughs> uh, but, um, TJ, how are you feeling about uh, this uh, heroic Decepticon Starscream? I am torn. Because I love the character of Shattered Glass Starscream. I, I think probably the, probably the most amusement I get out of Shattered Glass is seeing just a fiercely loyal Starscream who genuinely loves Megatron and cries over his death and all this it's wonderfully cheesy out of Starscream. Yeah. Totally down for that. I have had this mold so many times. I've owned <laughs> seven versions of this mold. I'm not sure I'm eager to own an eighth. This is where I'm really happy that I only got the original and the Tetrajet three pack and I left it at that. Because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm not like, I'm not, uh, what do you call it, internally vomiting at the idea of, of even <laughs> considering picking this up because I have so many. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The the first three I I've sold off the first three. I still have the Rainmakers and I have Red Wing. Yeah. Oh, you know, no, no. I have I own this five times because I've got I've got Hot Link too. Yeah, I uh, thank goodness Redline absolutely does nothing for me because like, I like the Rainmaker three pack. They also are important in IDW two, so I'm like I'm glad those are my main three. I probably don't need the original Starscream version, but like I have all the other ones, and so. It, I'm like, I, and, and I like I like having the Cybertronian versus Earth mode versions with the current trilogy. So I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm pleased with where I'm at right now, in that I can kind of consider this one without it being as endemic of, of, of as large a problem as many of my other purchases are. <laughs> yeah. Now, see if this if this had other if if this was like Shatterglass Megatron, and there were bigger parts to buff up his vehicle mode or buff up or. To come closer to his resemblance to the original Shattered Glass toy, I would be, I would be down for that so fast because then you're making this look like Star, like Cybertron Starscream, and I, I would buy literally any version of that design. That's the uh, that's the curvature scale of new parts per price point. It's like that Megatron being, oh no, he's a Voyager. Never mind. I was about to say the Megatron being a leader has. Uh... Yeah, but that's the thing. Mm -hmm. like, you've got like two big new wings and that new front end. And then Starscream, for new parts, it's just, you know, a two-piece sword. That sword is very uh, difficult to, to figure out, I guess. You know, they gotta... 
there's a lot of engineering on that sword. It's like one sword and then becomes two swords, and we had to put like two whole pegs on it. Yeah, like do we split it up the middle or mm-hmm. do we split it like in the in the other direction? Do and, we... and and it's a clear plastic. You got to figure out how to get the paint just right on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, <laughs> I got now we're dogging the poor guy's cool thing. His new cool sword. It's an eight dollar <laughs> <that's it. laughs> sword. <laughs> hey, some third party swords have cost more than that. You know, yeah. I'm making excuses for him because that sword was uh, when he split the sword on the live stream. I was like, oh, you what now? Like I had a big moment when that <laughs> happened. That was just cool. Um, Aaron, how you feeling about uh, this SG Star Scream? So this, I think, is the first of the shattered glass. Uh, Hasbro Pulse stuff that I th- I I think I'm more towards like if I was at a show and saw somebody sitting on these and it was you know within the realm of of the retail price um I might I I really want to see it in hand because like this is a case where like his color scheme isn't just an odd inversion of something else it's like towards jet fire it's a better like how do you look through the mirror type of thing than some of the other shattered glass stuff has been um and it it looks good not just we did it with different colors yeah and i I would like to see that white plastic in person just because like there's there's a lot of ways that that like just even being bright white plastic there's a lot of little ways it could be one way or another Mm -hmm. uh Mm mm-hmm I'm curious what the mass production version turns out to be. Yeah. But it it looks good. It's something that I would be tempted to buy versus uh, Blur and Megatron before him aren't, like, tempting to me. So, I, yeah. I, I wanted to say about Blur, now that, you know, someone has got one and was taking photos... Uh, that the the shattered glass blur head sculpt oddly oddly explains to me the weird studio series blur head sculpt and like it, obviously it's not the reason why that one was weird but like the shattered glass one uses the weirdness of that shape to its advantage in a way that that makes me go like did y'all like do the shattered glass one first like i'm sure they didn't but it uses that weird jawline to way more of a degree uh, of of success i think um but also, I'm like, like all of them are ones that I like. I don't really want to order off Pulse because in Canada, I'd have to figure out being part of a, of a group order, and that's a step beyond what I want to do for these. Uh, but they got two more to reveal, and the Pulse website said that that at this thing they had revealed Goldbug, which they didn't. So Goldbug mm-hmm. is definitely one of the two they haven't revealed yet. Uh, which does lead to the interesting question of like, what do y'all think they're going to use for Goldbug? Because you know, one person's easy answer is Bumblebee, but then one can say that was never what Shattered Glass Goldbug looked like, though. Because um, he was he was Cybertron Hotshot, so, like, you know, would would they be using Rodimus? Uh, would would they, you know, use something else that, that is not quite as, like, loaded with... with I was going to say very uh, a, character-driven a very engineering. Look. Yeah, like... Yeah. Like, there's a lot about, like, it would be cool, though, for them to, like, rework that Rodimus into someone else, because I think that task would be very difficult, and I'd like to see the end result. Because uh, mm-hmm. I think you'd I mean, need to do a new hood. I think you'd need to do a new hood. Um, yeah. I mean, you're dealing with, uh, you're, you're, you're dealing with a toy that was originally Cybertron Hotshot, which was 
you know, attempting to em- emulate Hot Rod in the first place. Yeah. So that's, that's where, logically, that's where it goes. Um, it's actually, it's actually tough to pin down. Like, it's not like, I, I feel like, I, I feel like more than the hood. I feel like I feel, I'd be happy if the chest got redone. I was going to say, so, like, I was realizing right after I said it, like, oh, wait, on that toy, the hood isn't the chest. So this becomes even more complicated. Because, yeah, the chest is more important because that, that toy did not have a hot rod chest. Right. What if they just right. bust out, like, some of the, like, the new Bumblebee series Bumblebees? What, you mean the Buzzworthies? Yeah. Just, just throw everybody for a loop. It's <laughs> used the, the the what the 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 big electronic bumblebee from the bumblebee movie that they put in yep. the buzzword. <laughs> just just slap some some gold paint on it and say, "Haha, got you, suckers!" <laughs> you just change the voice line to something about fax machines to to pander to the <laughs> like thirty of us who would be really into that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what they do, uh, and I'm also I'm actually more interested in the comic book that they're putting out because it, I want to know if they if they hit a fun tone with that or not. Um, I think inherently with Shattered Glass as a concept, you've got to not be too self serious uh, for that kind of thing to work, and I, I'm I'm wondering if they if they hit it or not. Um, I can't remember when the first issue's coming out, but I know it got it got its previews listing or something, so it's got to be in the next month or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh no, previews is 60 days, right? So it's in the next two months. Ah, can look it up. I, w- I waved my hand dismissively there when I made that noise. Um, but yeah, that was it for Fan First Friday. And then, you know, everyone, uh, not everyone, well, everyone in the chat then immediately flipped out, um, and etc. But that doesn't matter. Uh, what matters is, uh, well, first and foremost, do you guys have anything? I was going to say, do you have anything else about Fan First Friday? But then I was like, no, that was a nice tight event. We. I yeah, can't think of anything no, else the, to say. <laughs> the only thing, kind of like I'd said before, is um, I, I like that they're getting more dialed in of of which of the, the knobs to have of how much of this is us showing off versus how much of this is inside baseball versus other things. Um, I kind of wish they'd use a little bit less of their interior speak because I think segment got dropped a few times. When talking about like product lines or whatever, and it yeah. was a, f- a few things like like that. I wish that outside of it, people watching it could have a better understanding of why they have to use like convert rather than transform, um, which it's the whole band aid Kleenex problem. Yeah, the, um, the thing that if, you've, if you've not heard us expound on that before, well, the thing they can't do is the thing I think they should do. I think they should take the risk and just do it and have fun doing it do a little three-minute bit explaining why they say convert. Like, just do it. Because mm-hmm. it's it sticks out like a sore thumb to even non-fans who are just hearing stuff. It sticks out, dude. Right. Uh, right. And I think that's something that, like, man, if we could go back to the days of Hasbro panels yeah, with, like, real Q&A and not, like... So, three months ago, we solicited your questions. We ran them through a couple of filters, bounced it off of legal, and here's the two things we can ask. Why is Optimus Prime red? No. Um, <laughs> you know, be able to get, you know, a couple of designers, maybe somebody from marketing and one person to sternly look at people from legal 
and just <laughs> have something more of an open forum of like, well, why do you guys say convert to answer that? Or, you know, how do you determine when you're going to do remolds and have conversation, have, you know, some sort of running conversation of that? I, I think that it'd be something nice for the I'm making big air quotes here because I don't know of a better way to the current generation of the fandom. Yeah, um, well, like because it's been it's it's been a long time since you know the the botcons of yore where we had Hasbro panels or the exalted few that got to tour Hasbro back in '08 uh, or whatever. No, we're coming um, on a decade of 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 the time uh, before interacting with Hasbro was a lot more curated. We're almost at a decade now mm-hmm. of that. And, mm-hmm. and I, and I think it is something that, that like, uh, we've had multiple, like multiple more on points to the fandom, lots more fans who like for the fans for whom the word botcon is like a thing from the past, you know? Uh, and, and I don't think that we're ever going to get that line of conversation back. Like Hasbro is, has become far too aware of how important its media training is for its overall, um, desired yeah. image. But, I would make the argument so hard for a long time that, like, it would only be a win to everyone involved to just explain the convert as the verb thing. You don't even have to say transform. You don't have to take that risk. You just, you just make a fun bit out of it about why you all are saying convert with a little, little bit of education. Uh, cause when Kevin Smith is doing it in his little bit, it really, sticks oh. out like a sore thumb oh yeah when you can that see was... that he's on take 14 because he kept saying transform uh yeah you, you, and out. you know it's kevin smith so it was transform mother f- yeah yep <laughs> all like, right let's do it again and then muse says transform and then it's no you idiot and then you already managed to, to get a clean profanity to take from the two of them talking about a cool robot yeah. thing so like you add in the part where they had to say convert and then, like, it was up to, like, what was it, IGN or some other tech outlet who said transform because they care less? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> said it, that still worked. Yeah. Uh, it, it's Because yeah. uh, that was, like, I used to, Kevin Smith has or had a YouTube channel where he'd open up a bunch of toys. And that channel was not child-friendly, which I think that's probably why it went away, because it was around the time that YouTube was like, hey, this is toys, that's for children. You curse a lot. Kevin Smith, you fool! I figured out a way around it. You just put a block of text and don't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, for those who might be listening for the first time or something who don't know or who have been wondering, I'll give you the short version, which is like, you should go speak to someone who knows actual trademark laws and etc. Um, if you really want to know. But the, the long and short of it, the brand is called Transformers, uh, which in hindsight was a bad idea because that's just a verb. So, in order to maintain the strength of their trademark, if they kept saying transform with a lowercase t as a verb, that would, every time they say it, weaken the strength of their trademark. That's why mm-hmm. they're saying convert, so that the word transform is thus more important and more prestige in the vocabulary of the brand holders. Yes. Uh, in a, sm- in, not even in a smarter, just in a, in a version of, of Hasbro that could have seen, you know, 20 years ahead, they probably would have called them like the Cybertronian morphers or something. So that the word transform wasn't the operating capital T word. Cause now you have a capital mm-hmm. T word that's also your operating lowercase verb and that creates something that weakens the strength of your trademark. Uh, yes. so if you thought it was for really silly, petty reasons, you were right. 
Because uh, you can detect mm-hmm. that on every single person who says the word convert if they are not top-level media trained. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's unlikely to change, I believe, as well. And it's it's just at this point, it should be a fun gag for the whole fandom. Uh, like, I in, like as much as I do believe some people were getting a little too fired up about Jolt, I refuse to believe anyone was genuinely mad to hear the word convert. I think they were just doing a bit for YouTube, hoping that their favorite, you know, Rage Boy was seeing them in the chat or something. Uh, but that's that's the story on convert. Spread the the knowledge, by the way. If you do see people getting really confused, it's. Uh, it's worth knowing. It's also why saying Legos is a bad thing from, from the Lego brand. Right, because that would be lowercase l Legos. Mm-hmm. It's always Lego sets, Lego bricks. That's why it's really funny as a fan to say Legos. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter to you. I, uh, I, I, I'm past the point of being annoyed at it. For a, a period <laughs> of time I was, and I still know people at some of the lego conventions of the before times that would get very like he'd be in the middle of a conversation they'd be like no no <laughs> it's lego bricks not legos it's like oh dude you're at the like i know that you're at at the place with all of them but like that was a, that was a seven-year-old you need to like, find the place hey listen if I can admit that I have, that I, even though I still fight the battle, if I can admit that I have lost the battle over the phrase content creator being used, y'all can let Legos go. <laughs> I will continue fighting my battle, as apparently some of y'all will with Legos, but like at least, at least have the self-awareness to know that you lost the con- the greater societal conversation, and that most random people who aren't super Lego fans are going to call them Legos. Uh, I can confirm this having listened to enough podcasts and YouTube videos with people who are like, today's special videos, we're, we're busting out a cool big Lego set. Look at these bags of Legos we got. Uh, anyway, that was Fan First Friday. Uh, I got us a couple listener questions here as well. Um, this first one's from Requiem Prime. It says, greetings, podcasticons. Uh, I write a query to you in the future. That will be answered by my past. In episode 599, you discussed collecting habits evolve, evolving beyond Guess I Stop Now. And I wondered if grails are still a thing for uh, to your quest for Transformers or other things that make your collector brains do a happy. I still have a soft spot for the Megablocks TMNT Technodrome that I let slip for cost and space realities. Uh, Requiem Prime, I am right there with you. That is one that I almost bought almost enough times to use all the fingers on my hands to count. And I, I didn't because I knew I had nowhere to put it. Um, and then I went and bought Unicron. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, the notion of grails, um, I have an answer for this, I, I think, but, uh, TJ, what have you, what have you got about the, the, the term grails? I think we talked about this once yeah. or twice in the past. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I started thinking about this one again and I'm kind of hard pressed to even think about a grail at this point, you know, like, you know, I, I am better employed now than when Unicron came up for pre-order. So now I'm like, oh, great. There's my grails, like getting a Unicron. But I think a unicorn would be easier than an affordable Unicron. It's a straightforward grail because it's like, yeah, that thing doubled in price, which makes it a four-digit cost transformer. So that's inherently, you know, what a grail is, yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but like my you know, like my previous grail was the G one Star Saber, which I still like. I I I have that little happy dance in my head when I see that, and I say, "Oh yeah, I have that now." Yeah. Um. So it, there's ones on the list that I would like to get. You know, I, a G one Overlord would be great. I've always really liked the look of that toy. Uh. I guess I need a vic. I guess I need a victory, Leo. 
I, I, I need Star Saber's backpack and boots. Yeah, at some but, point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like none of that is like this is my quest, this is my mission, and this will complete my collection. No, like something in my head is just like kind of content not having anything to like strive for. Just like yeah, I just pick it up if I can afford it and I like it. Yeah, yeah. Like I think also with Grails, that the thing you brought up is is a good point. There is the question of whether to to someone a Grail is this is a prestige item or. Uh, this is the final item. Like, I think that's a genuine yeah. difference that, that that word gets used for, uh, in, in, that, that mean, word gets used gra- in multiple facets, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like a grail is a very personal thing to you as a Transformer fans. Like, it's either the toy you've always wanted or the toy you never thought you'd get or just one that has a deep meaning to you. Like, I, I had a friend who had a G1C spray was his grail. Yeah. Just because of the sentimental value that toy had to him from his childhood, so mm-hmm. it's 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 a hard question in that everyone's got a different idea of what their grail's going to be. Yeah, and, and I mean, just to get into mine quickly, like for me, it is very much like grails just are shifting all the time. Like right now, my grails are freaking Earthrise Runabout and Earthrise Thrust because I I especially Runabout, I never got a chance to order those things. I never <laughs> saw them. And thus I'm mad, especially Runabout, who I pre-ordered and then had it canceled a week later uh, on the seller end, at Toys R Us's end. So I'm like, those are my grails right now, because I'm mad and I want them. <laughs> uh, I, those won't be my grails forever. I'm going to get over them. Um, some, some, sometimes your grail is from childhood memories, and sometimes it's for hate and spite. Yeah, where it's just like, yeah. I only, I only kind of wanted that thing until I was denied being able to get it easily now i really want it for petty reasons because <laughs> uh, i mean i mean ocular max assaultus was my grail when they when they showed the thing the all built-in combination thing i was like that's perfect i love it um and, and now i've gotten a hold of all five members and i'm like yeah it's not a grail anymore there's other things now that i'm, I'm grailing at uh it's just a cool thing i have yeah i, I never I never really clicked with the word, I think, in general. Uh, but Aaron, how about you? What's what's your current take on grails? Uh, that's a good question. I don't. I don't think I have anything that I would I would put up to the grail level, just because, like, at a, at a certain point, I think I, I think it's just another one of those things where my like collection habits have just shifted. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, I've had plenty of time to catch up on the stuff that I really missed out on. Um, so it's not like there are things that are looming. Like, yeah, would it be cool to have a unicron? Sure it would. But I'd also like to have a house with the space to have proper, like, display area. I'm going through, like, my slow burn project to try and do, like, four or five hours a week on is making sense of my collection room that for a long time has just kind of been, oh, here's about three months of toys from beside and around my desk just in a pile just because I just run out of space for things. And so, you know, I don't even, you know, this isn't a house to have display, like a a nice display thing set up. So more so the grail would be like, I'd really like a house with a full finished basement that I can trust isn't going to flood in on itself one way or another. So that then I could put up shelves to properly display all the neat stuff that I have. I mean, eventually that's going to cost the same as a Unicron. So it's it's relevant. Right. Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, the Unicron will cost less, but not by a lot right now. The housing market is knocking futs. Um, yeah. Uh, the house values have doubled here in town in the last five years. Um, I live in Toronto. We're, That's we're, for all the Torontonians. We're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> That's the thing. There's cornfield within a few miles. You should be able to build new houses for less than what they want for them. Um, Oh, I but, was about to get, get really... Okay, I'm going to say my really dark thing. Don't have to pursue it. I was about to say, like, well, that's ridiculous, building new structures. Who would ever... Like, yeah. why do yeah, that? I don't know like, why, why did anybody do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, really, there's... If I could get some of the family land that's out there, but way out there, and just say, hey, I want acreage and somebody to build a house, but then I'd want high-speed internet, and you can't do that out in the middle of the nowhere because we're a bunch of troglodytes. Um, just just hand-feed the fiber off the cable. <sighs> yeah, I, I, I would. I would. Just like, look, it's light. I, I know the range. We'll find it. Um, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I think that um, at this point, it's like trying new things. Like I, I, I bought a couple of the Beast Box things recently. Those are very and cool. And I, I mean the, I I got ones from earlier in in the time frame because that's what was readily available. And boy, do both of them need some some uh, floor polish. But like more so, it's like I'll I'll like poke at things a little bit and say like, hey, is this is this hit it for me? And and these guys have done meh, okay, all right, they're neat. Um, yeah, but I don't think. Like maybe if I went deep into Beast Box, getting that like first release little like Mouser Droid things would be something demanding. But I don't. I don't a- Grail Grail puts it on uh, puts the thing on such a pedestal that I don't think I have any Grails things I'd like. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I'd like. Yeah, but that- nothing that it'd be like. Oh, I'm searching. I've got all the eBay misspellings <laughs> saved. Because one time somebody called it, you know, Battle Unicorn and, or Unicron instead of Unicorn, and now I can get myself a Battle Unicorn. That's, or that's how like we that. used to go so. hunting for for 2007, 2008 mm-hmm. test shots. Was you look for misspellings? Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I think also like like I because because I, I often find like me and Aaron have a, a sort of a, a similar journey of like we kind of moved away from pursuing items and more into pursuing like. This sounds really lousy, but it's true. Like, kind of pursuing experiences um, in that, like, I find Aaron tends to, to sound a lot like the way I do right now, where, like, I'm I more so like the experience of neat figures than I do, like, like pursuing, like, specific sets of them, I guess, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is a natural progression from being mold completionist types, because that, that inherently, uh, at least subconsciously, is kind of like, I just want a lot of experiences, um, and so a grail to me is like, so, some of them are neat, but then they're also at the end of the day, an experience among other experiences. Uh, this is kind of rolling off the part where like, I, like I was looking at a whole bunch of third party stuff that I have missed over the last two years. And I'm like, a lot of these look really cool, but like, I wish I could rent them. Cause like, I, I just want to mess with them. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to like own them. Uh, yeah. Well, that's that's been like part of the rough thing of me trying to like condense things down, and I'm trying to do like a first pass as I clear shelves of like grouping things together, but I never put things on shelves or in piles necessarily together. So there's a lot of things. It's like, man, I enjoyed this toy, but like if I could be rid of it for five bucks right now, 
yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah. Like, and that's I've talked about this before. That's that's also the ongoing journey of being a, a you know a toy collector, especially for Transformers and other like heavy tactile lines. Is like uh, I think you have you have to be really ready and accepting of your taste just wildly changing over you know half decades blocks of time, um, mm-hmm. and and fi- and finding a positivity in that. Like like because um, I, I would say Aaron like 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 you know. From my perspective, I do think you're very like experienced based over like object based. Like, mm-hmm. it seems like you get the most enjoyment out of like how a thing works. Like, whenever, whenever we've met up at conventions, whatever those things were, I heard about once. Uh, yeah, like you, you've always had like a really big interest in like handling a figure, almost more so than even buying it. And even when you really dig it afterwards, it's like, like oh, I, yeah, I've, I've seen you do the buy I, it once I, or twice, but usually you're like, no, I've handled it and now I feel satisfied. Yeah, it's it's I I like seeing the engineering of it. I like seeing the hows and and the the uh, uh what do they always call it before kind of the puzzle play yeah, of it. Yeah. You know, and and I'm more than happy to pay for that experience. And there are pl- I mean, there are plenty of them that I like going back to and and filling with and mm. you know, characters that really hit it. Yeah, sure, but yeah, it's there there is a certain point where it's like, yeah, that's uh that's about it. Okay, good. Yeah. You know. To reiterate another old point that we've we said before that is kind of relevant now, I think it's important to think of, of your collection in terms of how much you enjoyed it and what that is worth mm-hmm. monetarily. Because uh, it's easy to go like, well, I don't want to get rid of this unless I get a good price for it. But it's like, if that was like a $40 figure and it's been 10 years and you really dug it for most of those 10 years, you got your $40. Like, yeah, and that and <laughs> that's like, as, as I've been going through it, there's definitely like a tier of things that you know I'm not going to sell because it has other meaning to it. You know, when yeah. get it ba- back in RID, getting back into it when you know I was you know tighter with money, and you know, dad, I was out with dad randomly doing some grocery shopping for him. I was like, ah, hey, you mind if I swing by toys just to kind of look? And it was the um, RID Megatron. I was like, eh, mm. he's like, nah, toss it in the cart, I got it. And so, like, that Megatron is never going anywhere. Um, just because it has, you know, the other layers of meaning. And, yeah. you know, that's that's a different value perspective on things. That, you know, if you could save three things from your collection and a burning fire. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. You know. Well, and the- and don't, don't, don't ask that question, because it's all, like... <laughs> <laughs> It's cheating if we give you the question to ask yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, the, the real trick is you, you you cheat by using the biggest thing you have to throw through the window to break the window open, and then hey, yeah. guess what? You just got a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to say that's this, why everybody's buying the Unicron so that you have a fire escape, a way a uh, 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 a way to clear the <laughs> yeah. drywall out uh, by just throwing it yeah. overhead at the wall. <laughs> It would work. I would say I would say the three plastic tubs under my bed, and I don't have it's a fire, so I don't have time to take all the toys out of them. Yeah, it's it would be easier to just like wing it out of there with a tub or two under arm. That'd be easier than pulling a thing out of a tub. You would save your own life faster. Uh, this is pro tub. <laughs> I just imagine for me. sitting there just just going through the tubs, going, <laughs> "Hang on, I can't find his missile." Listen, I, it, the rules say I get to take one, so just hold on, fire. All right. Uh, this I think also goes into the whole thing of like people who will regret buying a, an older version of a toy when a new one gets announced, but the the length of time was like more than three years. 
Like, what happened with Studio Series Jazz popped up? You're like, oh, I bet you're regretting getting that Reveal the Shield one. And it's like, from, like, eight plus years ago? No, because it's been long enough. <laughs> uh, or, like, having regret that you bought five years ago, like, Unoptimus Prime and a better one came out. It's like, half a decade past, y'all. It's good. You did fine. <laughs> uh, anyway, that went some places. But I hope that, that answered part of your question, uh, Requiem Prime. Our other question today is from the GD Megatron, who says, Hello, beautiful WTFW crew. I hope this question finds you well and plague-free. So far, yes. On this day, I have a listener question that I'd like you to answer with the noises from your mouths. And the question is, what toy do you have sentimental, emotional connection to that you got as an adult collector that isn't Rid Megatron? I added that part. And what memories do you associate <laughs> with it? Because Aaron accidentally answered another question already. Uh, yeah. Thank you. I, I honestly had not read this ahead of time because the truncated version on the board, I don't think, even got that far. No, it just showed the top two lines. showed the greetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you in advance for your delicious answers. I hope you all have a beautiful day. Click. And also, there was a really kind PS, um, but it was just really like it was being kind to us. And I don't need to read that like out loud in the recording, but I really appreciate that, GD Megatron. And, uh, and I feel you on a lot of those points. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> all right, Aaron, think of another one. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, it's a good question. I'm trying to think if there's any other stuff that's been family bought. <laughs> Not off the well, top of my head. Sentimental, emotional connection. It doesn't have to, have to be yeah. precise. But... Yeah, no, but I mean, that's, that's the one if it was like, is there a sentimental yeah emotional connection you know that has one to do with it because dad was like here you go and finding it again going through everything with him having passed a year ago was just a moment of like "Mm -hmm. nope shields up walls up walls up i'm good i'm good i don't need to be sitting up here getting all nose crying have everybody wondering what's going on (laughs) um but also put the walls down, I would say. That's what I would yeah. say to anyone, not just Aaron, but I just want to yeah. get the message out there. Put the walls uh-huh. down. It was, I, 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 it was a thing like I was in the middle of stuff and half buried in toys. I didn't need to like have a, a cry there. I, ha- I had one shortly afterwards. Um, There's a lot of dust. Boy. This yeah. Is- oh, and, and I've, I've gone through like one 12-pack of Swiffer dusting pads already. Not um, the tangent. Those things are a friggin' ripoff, yeah. and I keep buying them because they're convenient, yeah. and I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Some, something has just the tiniest little like barb on it, and then it's ripped three of the fibers out. So now you're having to grab the fibers with tweezers to get Yeah, they're horrible, they're bad, but I keep using them. Um Sorry, what were we talking about? Uh memories <laughs> yeah. as an adult collector. <laughs> um so I have I still have some um titan of uh, the titanium line around. Uh the G one Ultra Magnus. I think it's probably going to be the last one that I have because I had to fight so hard to get one. And it was something that like frequently I would see it like when it first came out, I never saw it in stores. And around here, we had a decent track record of seeing them in stores, the six inch titanium line. Yeah. And then it was like at the first convention that I saw it out, it was like $5 more than I wanted to pay. And then, like, a year later, I was like, well, I'd probably pay, you know, 15 over retail just to have it to be able to close out that line. And then it was, like, 25 over retail. I was like, ah. And I did that, like, two or three times until finally was at a show. And somebody had, like, stacks and stacks of other stuff. And I just saw, like, the bottom corner of it. And I was like, what do you want for that? And it was pretty close to retail. And I was like, 
F yes. That's coming home with me so that it can be done. And now it's done. And now I want to sell off everything else just so because it's done and I'm done now. It's done. Yeah. That, uh, for a toy that was what one might call not very good, that six inch titanium Magnus back in the day when it came out mm-hmm. was probably the hottest item for more than oh, yeah, several months. Because it, it, because, it, well, not only that, but it was like the first time that Magnus had been like truck and trailer, and, but it was one item. It wasn't two. Yeah. It, it it did tricks that nobody else was doing because it was a different team and they didn't know what you do and what you don't do. And sometimes that was great and sometimes that was horrible. Oh, and they, they misplaced pieces in the very base design. I remember when Don described some of the stuff about the toy that doesn't make sense is because, like, the head was supposed to be somewhere else so it would then fit mm-hmm. under a thing. Uh, it's really funny. Um, well, uh, congrats to Aaron for, for eating my challenge there. Um, TJ, what about you? What's uh, I mean, okay, I'll give you the same Aaron thing. You can't say the star saver. <laughs> nah. Uh, have you got any other sentimental, emotional no, but connections? That's, but that's the Bacon where I met you guys, and that's my sentiment. Uh, I know, but if I if I told Aaron you can't talk about the the incredibly deep bond you have with that Megatron twice, I got to be fair. <laughs> okay, yeah, this is true. Uh, no, no, I got another one. Um. It's, uh, I think I've told the story before on the show, but it's been a while. But my G1 uh, Beast Box and Squawk Talk. Mm. So, uh, I had a friend. I had a friend of mine from out of town. He wanted to go to MetroCon, so I let him uh, crash in uh, me and my friend's room. And I w- wasn't really expecting anything. It was close to my birthday, so he had a birthday present prepped for me. And I think I told the story somewhere. On one of my YouTube ch- channels, or or I might have just given him a list. I can't even remember. It's been a while now. But those two were always like my cassettes because I was a, I I can remember playing with Squawk Talk, and I knew in the back of my head it's not Laserbeak. You know that, right? But like as I was playing with it, no, no, this is Laserbeak. This is Laserbeak flying around. I don't care that he's blue and gray. That was just what it was. It was my replacement, because it's what I had. And those two went away in my grandmother's yard sales. Like, I left them at my grandma's house, and if I did that, she assumed I was done with them. They were gone that weekend. You know, 25-cent sticker at a yard sale. I will probably never know... I'll probably never remember all the G1 toys I had because of things like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I had a really strong connection to those two toys, and I started missing them as I grew up, so uh, my buddy comes and stays with us, and as a as a birthday present, he's got those figures for me. And like he like he will tell you like like the I've never cried over getting a present before, but this is as close as I came because it's such yeah. a strong memory mm-hmm. from my childhood that just suddenly came back into my life. Yeah, that I mean that that's that's my favorite kind of emotional tie is like especially when it's not like a prestige toy like it, even Aaron's like Red Megatron thing like Red Megatron I think never became a prestige toy like it just has been ubiquitously around and like well G1 Beast Box and Squawk Talk are you know they're G1 toys but like they're they're often not like you know this is top of the list this is top value mm-hmm. these two and I, and 
I like it when stuff like that like gains that extra value from those sort of memories and stories. Uh, I, I I've thought of an because I have a bunch of like childhood ones I can always mention, but like I have a newer one along these lines, which is Sentinel re-edit Iron Man one. The the I believe it was Bleeding Edge was the first one, the the original one that kicked off that line of the chemical attack Iron Man figures. Because uh, I'm I'm thinking of I've been thinking for like a year now of how I want to get rid of them. I think because I. I I, I decided, like, Kuro Karakuri is that same team doing all that metal build stuff, but with Transformers, and I don't really care about Iron Man enough to keep owning five high-end Iron Man toys. Um, I liked those that line, at least the five that I collected, because of the Chemical Attack team. Uh, but the, the, the first one... Um, I'm going to double-check this. I think it was Bleeding Edge. The first one, I still kind of want to keep, um, because... That toy ended up, yeah, it is Bleeding Edge. That one ended up kind of informing, like, why I have the tastes I have now. And, like, it was a big epiphany moment for me of realizing, like, why some high-end stuff clicks with me and why some stuff doesn't. And it also opened my eyes to, like, on more granular granular levels, like, why I still have a wonder at some toys and collectibles, like, as an adult. Um that's one I've wrapped in bubble wrap and like brought with me to panels I've done at uh at like Con Bravo about toy collecting in general to illustrate like what like you know the modern beauty of toy design can be uh with all the the interlock articulation parts and, I, and I've been sitting there like I've, I've been like looking at all the other ones and I'm like yeah I could let these go but that one I'm like this one means a lot to me in recent times and it, it is sometimes harder to get a an item to have that connection with you, like past a certain, you know, age, I think. Uh, and so that's been one for me. Like, like that one really has like this very personal connection to my brain that was not intended even when I bought it. Like I thought it was, I was like, Oh, this thing looks kind of cool, I guess. Uh, and it, and it ended up opening my mind to like why I like a lot of stuff that I like now, as opposed to stuff I liked, you know, um, 10, 15 years ago. Um, even like like using the present as that time base rather than like when I got it, so I think that would I think that would be my answer to that one. Uh, oh, it says what toy did you get as an adult collector? I completely skipped that part in my brain when I was thinking of an answer. So hey, double go me. Uh, anyway, I hope that answered your question, the GD Megatron. Um, and I, I believe that will then bring us to a little bit of what we got this week on topic first. As always, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think if I opened something recently. I, I do have a thing uh, that I can talk about, which is uh, a thing I put a video up for recently. I got that Kingdom Press box, and it had some uh, some figures in it I didn't have. And uh, that Netflix Sparkless bot, the, the Cybertronian fair lady with the patina printed on it, mm-hmm. that thing looks really friggin' cool in person. Uh, like that patina print looks better in person than most of the product photography I saw. Um, although I immediately had a question from someone about whether any of it scratched off yet. And I was like, no. And I was thinking to myself, was that yet like based on knowing stuff or was it just making a prediction? Um, but that thing is, that thing is super cool. That press box, uh, also had a shout factory beast wars season one set in it. And it gave me this great shot of, 2000s nostalgia from back when we were all buying more of those kind of like 
TV season in a box things. Cause right out of that box, the hinge system that held the spindle of discs inside was, was, was broken. And what better 2000s nostalgia is there than a, an intricate DVD box case having a broken hinge when you open it? Cause they all did. <laughs> Those things never worked. Uh, you know, like when they'd have like a, a hinge inside a DVD case. Um, with like multiple levels of discs on little, on little mini cases inside or whatever. That stuff never, it never stood up to, to any kind of like minor bangs or impacts. Uh, so that was, that was a fun bit of nostalgia out of that box. Um, and I, I have some third party things too, but I'll wait, I'll wait on those. I don't think I have anything else official because I talked about Dinobot last time, if I recall correctly. Uh, and I, I don't think there's been any other. I'm looking around. I'm doing that look around thing. I don't think there's been any mm-hmm. other official stuff for me of late. So, uh, Aaron, you got any any fresh official or unofficial Transformer experiences? Uh, um. So I opened. So I've had like Gigawatt for a while, and I opened him. Up. Thanks. Thanks for saying it correctly. Yeah. Um. There's one point twenty one of them. Um. <laughs> yeah, but what the hell is it? Uh, it's, it's it's a gigawatt. It's this it's, is heavy. It's it's heavy. It's gravity changes, and you can get plutonium at your. Why don't these corner. Back to the Future references Dang. make um, like a tree next to a door on a submarine and go and away out. from our conversation? Um. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it it is very much that. Um, that same like sideswipe mold with extra tricks on them, mm-hmm. and I don't think before I opened them, I appreciated how much those extra tricks were. Um, on top of I liked the the like texturing that they gave to his exterior panels that really gave it the look of just the stainless and That's- kind of the feel of like the stainless steel with just the like physical lines in the in the mold that stuff carried through into in production in a way that was really impressive to me yeah um my only like issue with him is the mr fusion does not want to stay on the back of him or on the back of the gun it sucks for anything the, the mr fusion yeah. sucks it's that was it's, it's like <laughs> it's like the peg is just slightly too large on one and slightly too small on the other yeah, so I, I'm trying to figure out like what do I need to hit with just a dab of floor polish to make one of them lock in. What like, should have been the cherry on top is the worst part of that whole kit. The friggin' yeah. the friggin' hook on a stick thing is better than it, and that yeah. thing was bent out of the package on mine. <laughs> <laughs> mine, mine was mostly was mostly good, um, but yeah, that it was like oh that's cool, Mister Fusion, and then it was it just like goes whoop off of the car it's like that's not how i want that to go yeah uh, I, um, I spent a day convincing myself it was still good and that i was screwing up too i'm not even doing a bit out of that i was like no this can't mm-hmm. possibly be it has to be me i have to be messing this up <laughs> yeah so so that's one of those things I, I wish i was still going into work i would like no i need to check out the the precision calipers why reasons Need you, should, to you should just check them out. Toy. Check them out and then cite cite the pandemic is why you can't give them back. <laughs> yeah. Well, no that that'd require me going into work, and I realize that it has been a year now since I have been in in the office space. Um, right, you're gonna get there, and they're just not gonna be there. Someone else took them on the way out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Of the hundred some odd people that used to be in our office, I think it's now down to seven. Total. Yeah. 
um, the skeleton crew because they want to push us even more out, even though people are getting, I don't know, business, man. It's cheaper for us to work at home for them because then they're not having to pay for electricity Just tell or them, something. Tell them know. you're fine with it, but they got to send you the calipers, and then you're good. Yeah. No, I got to work on a thing. I got a project. <laughs> The, the please please just deliver to me the five hundred dollar precision calipers that have to be that still even though nobody's using them like one of the jobs that somebody has to do is send them in every six months to be calibrated we have two sets of them we have two of them and that way we always have one and the other one can be off being calibrated precision tools yeah um but yeah that'd be <laughs> back to what it'd be a horrible waste of of money and time um but yeah, that's I think that's the one transformer actual thing I've opened. I would the the beast box stuff be considered third party ish or off topic ish? No, we're not big bad toy store. We're not ingrates who are calling it third party toys. <laughs> Sorry, that's a, that's a hang up I've had for a while. <laughs> they list them as third party toys, and I'm like, of what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Of energon cubes. See, that's what they're that's what they're getting into. Hey, little thing I forgot about that that deck builder. It looks like they're going to use large and small energon cubes as physical cubes in the box for that board game, and I'm kind of hype. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a pre order on that. Can that can that count as the thing that I've bought? Yes. I was I, I was hemming and hauling, and then I saw that the pre order thing was a jazz, and then I sent a Facebook message to somebody, and that somebody said, "Why haven't you pre ordered this?" I was like, "Yes, dear." Yeah, well, it's your duty. It's your duty. If, if yeah. you order, if you pre-order two of them, then you have your own jazz, and you have a spare stock of little energon cubes you can just like throw on all your toys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, TJ, uh, how has Transformers been for you? Pretty thin. I'm caught up on most, and anything interesting, I'm either waiting for it to show up in my area, or you know, just not in the mood to buy it online. Uh, the one pickup I think I've gotten since the last time we talked was uh, B one two seven. I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting he's kinda out. Yeah, I'm forgetting if I've even talked about him. I don't think I have because he's the- no, you haven't. We haven't because because I know we talked about Cliff Jumper and we talked about B one twenty seven as a tangent to something else, but it was mostly about the Jeep being good. Uh, yeah. So, I love the look of the both modes. Like, it's a very cool-looking Cybertronian Bumblebee vehicle or robot. He terrifies me. That toy is a lot of tight joints, and it is 40% clear plastic. I think that was a thing I heard like, about the cliff jumper as well. Yeah, I wish I had looked into the cliff jumper. Yeah, because I know, I know that the clear plastic hinges came up when Jazz, when SS86 Jazz was becoming a problem for some folks. That cliff jumper had come up in some conversations, and I was like, huh. Yeah, but, it, I mean, it, it's, it's an unnecessary amount of clear plastic is what it is. I don't know why half the parts are made out of the stuff that they are, but, like, it's it's still, an, it's it's a nice figure if you're, you know, if you're not as squeamish about that kind of stuff as I am. Yeah. Few, few, few people are as much as I am. Well, it, it, uh, cause, wanna... cause it's a, he's, he is the, the, the very Jeep Bumblebee-esque transformer. Like it's, it's one of the ones where it's hard to really call it a retool because like all the parts are pretty much different, but the pattern is similar, right? Like with, a, yeah. with the backpack That's... ending up being, 
a hunk on his back as opposed to the Jeep. What are we yeah. calling those? The reskeletizations? Yeah, I like I liked Transformers. <laughs> re- I liked using transformation skeleton, and then a bunch of people told me that's ridiculous, and never really said why. And I was like, well, if everyone thinks it's ridiculous, then I'll keep saying it. But like, yeah, that's the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, fandom is letting me down. We got to find a term for this thing. Uh, but yeah, it is basically it's. It's the engineering of the of the Jeep Bumblebee with an extra backpack full of parts. So, like, I'm still yeah. I'm, I'm still of the mindset that the Jeep Bumblebee is the best Bumblebee we've gotten out of Studio Series. I agree. Um, immediately followed up by the uh, the I think number forty nine. I think is the the first Camaro Bumblebee in Studio Series. Um, that one's also really solid, but it's not as solid as the Jeep. Uh. I think it was 49. I can't remember anymore. <laughs> There's a lot of bubblebees. I try to remember the not the numbers. It's the one with the 07 movie logo. That's all I really remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd like, I still want to pick up B127. Cliff Jumper, I've actually seen float around. Cliff Jumper, The Wreckers, and Satellite Soundwave are Studio Series toys that I've seen and been like, maybe I won't. And I feel weird about that. But a lot of people told me that I made the right choice with The Wreckers. <laughs> So I'm not sure. But B-127 I kind of watch just because I, I like that movie so much. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And apparently we've got a bunch more on the way, so I'm kind of hyped over that. I hope so. That movie deserves a lot of toys. Uh, although they've they've already made all the toys of the ones I want for the characters. Because, yeah, any anyone from the opening scene is more like, well, this is just neat to own, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he looked cool. Yeah, I mean that you know that brawn is neat. It's a mm-hmm. neat brawn. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, uh, hopefully hopefully B one twenty seven holds up for you. Um, I've been eyeballing my jazz a lot, and I've been like figuring out like I think I know how this toy can survive, but uh, <laughs> I'm worried about the doors on him because they kind of. They kind of can catch easily if you don't if you don't do things really specifically, and that bugs me a little now. Um, yeah. Well, I've got I got a couple third party things I could I could throw in here. Um, I'm gonna go into our little text chat and put a couple tweet links up of photos. Uh, I had I had uh, three members of the Ocular Max Bruticus for a long time, and. Uh, the leg boys took a while to come into stock. And then I was waiting for Optus Pexus, the uh, Optimus Prime toy that looked like it was made specifically for me. So I was like, well, I'm going to wait till he comes in stock. And then, then he never did for a long time. So I finally got him. I finally got him. Uh, so I can talk a little bit about, about these. Optus Pexus is Super Cop Optimus Prime from IDW1. But he is a, he's from the Mastermind Creations reformatted line, and he is a figure designed with articulation uh, at the forefront, uh, looking at stuff like Chemical Attack. And I love the figure. I, ha- I have actually some solid critiques on him, but like that's after saying I love the figure. Uh, his hands, for instance, are, are very similar to the Astrobot hands, or Soul of Jigokin Gaugaigar's hands, where... Every finger has three joints and can also spread at the base on a fourth joint. Mm. Um, and, and they're sized really well, so they can form a fist really decently. Uh, he has enough extendable joints in his torso to bend over and touch his toes. Uh, 
without bending his knees. Um, when you transform him, you build, you, you, in a very simple way, you build a hydraulic piston that moves with his knee bent when you transform him in, in like two steps. It's genius. Uh, I like the toy a lot, and I think that it is one of the best transforming robots I have seen in a long time. Uh, so if I, if I was, I could just gush about him. So instead, I'll just say the little critiques. Number one, he's an Optimus Prime which can be off-putting for some folks. It seems like they are doing more toys with hands and articulation like this, though, like uh, the upcoming uh, Eris that I'm really looking forward to. So just, you know, yell yell at him on Facebook. You want to see Optus Pexus, but not Optimus Prime. You want to see other characters like that. Um, also, his accessories are kind of a bummer in that, like, not, none of them can really stay on him. Like, those, you see in the one photo, he's got those silver wrist blasters on his forearms. Uh... Those things pop off and pop on. They even have a sliding joint for if they're on in robot mode or, or truck mode. But because of how the transformation works, you have to take them off when you transform them. There's no room for them to stay on, even though they end up in the same place at the end. Uh, there's parts on his legs that have to move past where they are sitting. Um, so that's kind of annoying. But, like, those are the little annoyances. Like, his truck mode is just, it's a, it's a you know, a little Cybertronian truck with a bigger front than the back, so it it carries through on the fist on wheels kind of idea. Um, and it, it's just like a fascinating toy. Like, like at least look at a video of how this figure transforms and how it articulates. Uh, it, it's incredible. Um, huge. I, I was, I was going to say like applause to, to you mastermind creations, but it's like, you know, who's listening, but like it, it deserves a lot of kudos. Um, the all built in assaultus bruticus, uh, the combined mode. So I didn't bother with the add-ons that were like little shoes to make him more toy-like and give him bigger feet. I kind of wish I had, if only because they seem to have disappeared off the face of the planet now. Uh, but I prefer him as he is, where you don't need any extra parts. He just forms Bruticus. The hands and feet and chest plate and head all come out of the various robots. Um, it's built into them. So specifically, aside from you know, having the combined mode, I got uh, their swindle and their brawl. Uh, I'll link you guys to a little thread of three photos I took of their Brawl, Probus. Um, Swindle and Brawl from the set are actually my two favorites. Uh, this, the Brawl is worth buying on his own if you like a tank that turns into a robot. That's just a good toy. Uh, and these are all, as far as I know, Alex Kubalski joints, um, fellow who also has worked on Transformers Animated's toy line, uh, who has an ethos on transformation that is really in line with my own, and that carries through on, uh, on Brawl especially. Like, there's clever, awesome tricks going on, but also mm -hmm. it's pretty straightforward. Um, and like Brawl does some cool stuff where his, his arm transformation is just fascinating. Or like the tread, the, the tank tread chunks curl up onto each other to form the, the mass of his biceps. Uh, and the, you know, the way he turns into a foot is also really cool. Um, I am a big fan of this set of five figures. Like it's got some ups and downs. Uh, Assaultus, the combined mode on his own. Uh, I would not say he is unstable. I would say he wobbles a bit because his feet are not gigantic. They're not small in my opinion. They're just not gigantic. Um, so if you bump into him, he'll fall over. However, I don't think he'll fall over on his own on a shelf, uh, you know, like a NECA toy does or something like that. Um, and because he has, I, I think, no die cast at all, he's not heavy enough to implode under his own weight 
the way that some other third-party combiner toys sometimes can. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, Feral Rex after a number of years passed, and he's in too extreme a pose. Or the TFC toy Seacons are so heavy that like they're too heavy for each other to combine with each other and hold like dynamic poses, especially if you try to have a sixth one form a gun. He can't hold it up. It's it's impossible. Uh, so Assaultus has a good weight distribution, I think. Um, I, I am going to try to do the, the the ratchet swap on his shoulders, because they're a little bit too weak uh, for the weight of the blast-off arm, specifically. Uh, but the articulation on it is so good, and then the individual figures are more or less so good. The only real bummer is the vortex transformation. You basically have to pop his head off and then back on. It, you know, you're not supposed to, but it's easier, and it will just happen. There's not enough room for his head, and the ball joint is is not weak, but it's not strong enough to deal with stuff banging into his head while you're transforming him. Um, but it makes me really excited for the defensor they're going to be doing in the same style. So I'm 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 hype about it. Um, the only thing I have left to do, I have to find a battery to put into the head so the eyes can light up because it's a weird battery, and I would like to track down the the boots add-on set eventually. I refuse to pay extra for it. I just want to own it <laughs> so that I have all the parts. Uh, and yeah, that's about it for my what I got. Uh, I yelled about the all built-in a lot, but like, neither of you really... Like, like Aaron, this is the epitome of a thing that I think you should get to mess with at a convention. Uh, and I hope you get to. I think you'd really yeah. dig some of the tricks this thing does. I I probably would. I've it's it's again it's one of those things that I've kind of looked at and just been like yeah it's yeah, I'll I'll lovingly like handle somebody else's at a convention or at a get together if if those can ever happen again. Yeah, like like I think especially you will enjoy the way that the arm bots have a hand built in and it's split in half. So half of the hand is in each shin, but the combined hand has a dedicated wrist swivel that has a range of motion. Like, it's just very smart geometry. It's it's lovely. It makes you want to look at the CAD models kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll always look at CAD models, man. You don't... <laughs> don't... Don't soft play a good CAD model. You give me a CAD model, I'm just sticking my teeth into that. Um... TJ, I was wondering, uh, had, like, do you? Because I don't know if we talked about it that much outside of these what we got. How do you feel about like the concept of all built in for a combiner, like like skipping having any combiner kibble, as it were? If they can pull it off without sacrificing anything in the robot mode, especially, then yeah, that's actually a really cool thing to be able to pull off. You know, I've seen third party companies do a good job. I've never actually gotten any, like, uh, and I've never gotten. I don't think I'm. Aside from uh, Hercules, I don't think I've ever gotten a third-party combiner. Yeah, I mean, well, they're, Wait, they're hard things to get no. into because, because like with as t- the years went on, there have been established patterns of disappointment that can happen at the end of those yeah, journeys. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, 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 as I say that, I lie. I, I did get the Technobot set. I think that was a while ago. I can't. Re- I can't remember who did that. Oh, that was the Warbatron one. I remember we talked about that. Yeah. It's the one. It's the one. Let's do do Devastator 20 times, but Technobots, uh, one pass. That's that's good enough. Yeah. It was either either Warbatron or it was Make Toys. Now I can't remember which one. Uh. Either way, either way. There's there's only one. We covered the base. 
Oh no, there's 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 uh, two. There's a, there's a big one, and then there's the Make Toys one, which is also big, just not as big. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I I, cause I remember the conversation. Now I can't remember which one you got, and trying to describe the differences won't help because you'd need to look at both of them side by side. Uh, oh god, yeah, it's gonna make my head hurt too much. Well, that's actually but, one I, I would love to see all built in is Computron because you don't even have to hide the combiner kibble; just build it into the alt modes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it would work. Um, yeah, I, I think I think you'd you'd get a, a kick out of messing with this this Bruticus as well. Uh, it's just it's it, it's onslaught who's the real piece de resistance because onslaught's torso basically vomits all of the Bruticus chestplate stuff out in three segments. Uh, it's just beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's good transforming stuff. Um, but that's all the on topic what we got this week's. Uh, I'm gonna jump over to Aaron because I because I know you got beast boxes uh, and I want to know which ones yeah. and if you if, how you feel about them. I got uh Leonardo and Stargazer. So that's the white lion and the blue green like brontosaurus guy. Oh, that's after I um, stepped away from them. I want all of them and I couldn't afford them all. Yeah. <laughs> so my my Leonardo definitely needs a lot of floor polish on him. Mm. Um hips, tail, all of it like it's one of those things where like the ball joints I feel like are very good dimensionally like in one way like around the like say around the equator they're very good dimensionally but as soon as you're off of the equator of it it's very much out dimensionally so there's Mm. like one spot where it's good and as long as you're moving it in that plane the ball joint feels like a ball joint should but then like you set it down on the table and it knocks it just a little like five degrees out of that plane and then it just like wants to go flat uh, yeah like, like they're not perfectly spherical the connections yeah yeah, yeah. that that bums me out uh, when i hear that <laughs> yeah and and that's something that i don't know if it's a matter of like some of these like there are screws there that maybe if i give the, the screw just a little like tweak on it might be enough to pull the socket together a little bit to make it better so that where it's good now it would just be a little bit extra firm or if it just needs some some floor polishing altogether yeah um but just a couple of cases of that and plus i think this one's a little bit earlier in their line maybe yeah Um, like there's the earliest stuff is the stuff I, i bought all of and then uh there was a pause and during that pause it kind of fell out of my budgetary windows um, mm-hmm. Those ones you got are, are after that that part, but I think they're still not like super recent. Like, the most recent one was the Kabuto Beetle, which apparently is incredible by all accounts. Yeah, uh, it was. It was quite a few people sharing that that made me go, maybe I'll go take a look at these. And these were a couple of things that were available to be shipped rapidly and were 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 purchased on my birthday, so they're kind of a birthday gift to myself. Yeah, um, happy birthday! But uh, thank you. Even though it's like a week past now. Uh, hey, hey um, we're within a week. There's yeah. a one-week window yeah. in both directions. Yeah, and and you're still not going to publish this until, like, August. So, uh, Nonetheless, people in August, well, that's... Cool. August is the, is the second hemisphere of, of Aaron Day. That's when people should be offering praise yeah. anyway. That you, you know. But, uh, yeah, Leonardo's the one that's that I like better. Um, just because he's got more posability and more action to him. Mm-hmm. Stargazer's interesting because he's bigger, but 
like where Leonardo as transformed, you can't tell that he turns into a cube necessarily. Stargazer, oh yeah, yeah, he's he's a square boy. <laughs> um, that it's 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 very clear. He's got some neat tricks to him, like he has a a lever on his bottom that you you push up and it gear pushes out like two cannons from his sides. So he has neat tricks to him. Uh, but it's much clearer here that he turns into a cube versus Leonardo, who very well could just be like, I don't know, this is some just some lion action figure thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I they're neat for being twenty five bucks a pop. They're pretty cool. Um, I probably wouldn't want to pay much more than that. Uh, the little cube things that they come with are a neat. All right, you can you can link uh, them edition. together. You can link them together. Yeah, the- yeah. I, I I stacked them vertically and then was very concerned because I couldn't unstack them until I put ten <laughs> percent more pressure on it than what I thought it should to get one corner to pop off to then get it loose. So, um, that was my experience with stacking them vertically. So now they just go horizontally. Yeah. Well, you can you can eventually just stack them into like a large grid dock, so you can have your beast box mm-hmm. uh, launch bay, and you never have to take it apart. Yeah, yeah. Um, but see, what they're missing is screw holes on the back, so you could like mount it to a wall and just be like. Boo, 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 boo. Um, that that reminds yeah. me. This is a slight slight tangent. I saw something on Twitter. I think someone figured out mm-hmm. a custom wall mount situation for Haslab Unicron, and I was like. I hope that you put that into a beam on your house and not into just drywall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. You just use the, the drywall anchor screw things. Not the, you know, I got to go find a stud on it. Come back a couple days later and it's just missing. The uh, Unicron is just floating there and everything else around the wall has come down somehow. <laughs> uh, anyway, tangent. Continue. Continue. <laughs> but no, I, I, I dig them. I think they're neat. I might try and. And uh, get some pre-orders in for some of the other ones that look interesting, but I'm not. These would be great uh, grabs at a convention, um, like Iron Factory style stuff, where it's yeah. you know it's it's walking around folding money, um, but not like break the bank money. Generally speaking, and especially because I know a couple of folks who have been keeping up with that line, you can't really go wrong with beast box if you just buy ones that you think look cool if you like transforming toys across the board it's some of the most unexpectedly fascinating transformation engineering considering what they're doing basically like mm-hmm. for stuff that just has to turn into boxes like i heard i only heard about how the how the beetle one works apparently the beetle one has motions that are in fact they they shouldn't be like they're completely superfluous they could have been done more simply they just put them in there almost to show off of like <laughs> We can make these things turn into boxes however we want. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I really want to get the two uh, that are like two boxes that are two little vehicles that can combine into a mech suit. There's there's two of them now, and I want both of them. And one of them is in Devastator colors as an alternate color scheme. And I'm like, come on, <laughs> give me that. Uh, but cool. Any, any other off-topic stuff on your end? Not really. All right. Um, TJ, how's the off-topic world been for you uh, of late? See, again, I'm trying to think about what have I even gotten in lately? I've I've been so busy with everything else. My life got 
incredibly busy. A pair of metal um, nunchucks to protect yourself when you're handling Pokemon cards in a store scenario. Oh, jeez. Uh. I, I need to wear a suit of armor for that now. <laughs> I saw that gif you posted, like, the, the video you posted, like, freaking piranhas. So, like, so I have seen... It's disgusting. I've seen commentary that that video might have been of sports card collectors... Oh, um, I could de- I could tell they're def they're definitely shoveling sports cards into their carts. I- I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the thing is that I think still makes it relevant. Sports cards were on the same piece of paper Target put up with the Pokemon cards. Yep. it's it's all still yep. I think the same problem. So yep, all all of the WalMarts in my area now you have to go to the tobacco register in order to get them, and they're limited quantities. I, I'm shaking um, yeah, my that's head even, a lot. That's, they, they even put Magic <laughs> the Gathering over there, which, like, at Target is fine. Yeah, um, yeah. Ma- well, Ma- Magic doesn't have the huge thing. Like, the new Yu-Gi-Oh, yes. Pokemon, yeah, absolutely yes. And for whatever reason, football and basketball cards went nuts. Baseball, not so much. How did football and basketball cards go? That's the thing that's been really having me kind of tugging at my went, hair. Because well, we went a year without it. We went it, a year without having it. Okay. It's like the same thing that's that's going on that kind of popped off with, with Pokemon. It, it kind of leaked over. There were a couple of other influencers online that like cracked open some old boxes and found some Babe Ruth rookie card or some nonsense. And it... <laughs> leaked out and um you know i think that there's only one of the like card grading companies that's of the three or four of them that are out there that are currently even taking them because people are just buying whole boxes stripping out anything that is maybe of worth and sending them all off to be graded so that they can be slabbed so that they can be sold for you know, a, yeah. a fifty cent card can turn around and become a twenty dollar card because it's in a slab and it got a nine point seven or something. All, all like, due respect, though, to current athletes, how how is it happening to twenty twenty one era sports cars? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think TJ. I think you're right. It, it must have just been like the lull, and I guess people having that turn into their their isolation madness. Uh. Anyway, I didn't mean to go straight into that tangent, but yeah, that's on my mind. I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. It's part of my actual job. You know, like, I have to explain this every day. Um, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. The only thing I think of that I got offhand was yesterday. I, uh, well, I got, I guess I got a few things off topic yesterday, but like the big one was uh, the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Which. It's kind of dumb how much I like those robot hand toys. And this is the one where you can lace your fingers in so it does what your hand is doing, kinda, right? Yeah. Is, is, is that the the Thanos gauntlet or the Iron Man gauntlet? Uh, it's, it's the Thanos gauntlet. Okay. Well, Because yeah, like, one's left-handed and one's right-handed, so you can wear both of them. Not, not to get all, like, well, actually, but isn't it like there's the Thanos gauntlet, then there's the big, bulky Iron Man-colored gauntlet that probably was more of the Hulk one, and now there's also the smaller, rubberized Iron Man gauntlet that's coming out that's, like, sleeker, and it... Yeah, it, that one's, that one's, yeah, that's the Nano gauntlet. That's not out yet. Yeah, that, that one apparently does something when you do a snap motion, and I want to know how that works. <laughs> Be- well, I'm, I'm betting... That, that would I- just be programming if it has, like, three well, sensors in there. Well, what you well no, what you do is it's, it's just like a button in the middle finger. You press down with your thumb, and when you let off the button, it's a snapping noise. 
That's oh, is that all it is? That's so that's straightforward. That's the easiest way I can think to do it. That's, yeah. that's so oh, straightforward, well, I, but I, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have Power Ranger like sound effect gloves from when I was a kid that mm-hmm. worked that way. Yeah. Those ones had the button in the webbing, the web flesh, kind of between your thumb and the rest of your knuckle, and and that yeah. was really clever because that meant you could just we, you made like flex karate your hands. chop hands. Yeah, <laughs> you, you flex your hand and you go whoosh, and it was perfect. Yeah. Uh, but no, that that gauntlet thing, like I, I, that's that's one I almost bought just because I thought it was goofy fun, and it's big enough where I was like, I can't do this. But I have I have heard nothing but positive reactions to people who did go through with buying that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's. I mean, it's it's hilariously like over the top, but it's also like one of the coolest little prop things in the Marvel universe, even outside of uh, Thanos and the MCU. Yeah. It's it's just an awesome thing. It's hilarious how oversized it is because it looks like it would fit on Thanos. <laughs> like when you're wearing it, it's just like it's like it feels like the biggest oven that you've ever worn in your life. Uh, but like, yeah, it's it's neat just to you know the fingers you know flex at the same speed as your hand. You know, it's that weird like body separation thing of where like this is not my hand, but it's moving like my hand. Yeah, it's it's just a big dumb thing, but it's fun. Yeah, I mean you can you can backhand someone with it, and you get a really satisfying noise uh, with all the joints and stuff. Get that extra extra echo effect. Um, I was actually really see if, in- I can, see if I see if I can embed one of the gems in their head. Yeah, I, I was I was kind of digging the from the fan fest um, when they showed the uh, the eye of Agamotto from that line. That thing looked kind of neat because they um, they they used our favorite thing, some of that some of that mobile. Um, it's not RFID, but like they they, they have a, a power system for the the time gem that's in there. It's time, right? It's Doctor Strange's. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, where it it lights up based on a power source that it hooks it, that it's connected to in the Eye of Agamotto, which has a really cool like. It's simple how they did it, but they they arranged the parts so it looks like a lot of stuff is moving when it opens. It's it's kind of neat when you look at the video. And you can take the stone out, and when you take it out, it will stay lit for like two minutes, even though it's been disconnected from its power source. I think I hmm. think that's kind of hmm. cool. Uh, anyway, that's that that when we were talking about uh, Hasbro roleplay MCU stuff, like that just jumped into my head. Um, was there any anything else uh, uh, off topic other than like you know being able to control the universe? I other things I technically haven't opened yet, so. Off limits for now, I guess. All right. Um, I was just I, thinking. I'm, uh, looking, I'm looking up. They s- still have the. They still have the Iron Man gauntlet. I could have that. <laughs> It'd be so dumb. <laughs> That's where to have one in each hand and try and do just daily chores. <laughs> I think that some some YouTube channel must have done that already. Like they had to have. Ha- yeah, yeah. yeah like, I, that I'm can't sure have there not is. been done. <laughs> There's no way. Like, if, if YouTube channels can ruin trading cards that fast, they had to have already done the, the double toy gauntlet thing. Someone, someone's mm-hmm. got, someone has to have done, like, a Let's Play stream on Twitch trying to play with both of them. I this almost, like how, how, what's the highest place I can get into Fortnite with these things on my hands? This might be Bernstein Bear stuff. I feel like I've seen that video thumbnail, but I, that just might be because I'm, like, my brain's tricking me because it's, it's, it's logical. 
I got a couple off-topic-y things, primarily, you know, related to me doing this board game stuff still. But I got a, there was a board game on sale, and I wanted it. I got a I got a neat a neat soloable board game called uh, Bullet, followed by the ASCII symbol, ASCII the uh, the keystroke symbol for heart, the heart that you can copy paste as text. So it's it's like Bullet mm-hmm. Heart. Uh, and I'd, I'd heard a lot of good stuff about it from a couple solo gaming um, sources. And the idea of it is it's got a lot of different play modes. The solo mode is a real feature, though, and I, I played it a bit. It's really fun. I, I cannot win. <laughs> played, like, four times in a row, and I lost every time. Uh, but you get eight characters, I believe, and then each character can also be a boss. Uh, the theme of the game is it's based on uh, shoot-em-ups, but specifically, according to the to the foreword in the instruction book, it's based on cute-em-ups, where all the characters are, like, anime girls. So they designed eight characters that look like they're from, you know, some kind of like, um, some kind of gacha machine iOS game. And, uh, and you're basically playing like a thing where you, you blind draw bullets out of a bag. And then you, so you blind draw a number of them out of the main bag without looking. You put them into your personal bag. And then in your turn, you're like drawing bullets and laying them down on the grid. And you're trying to complete patterns and you can manipulate existing bullets using action points. And you're, you're trying to make patterns, and you're trying to push your luck to draw as many bullets as you can without them going off the grid, because then they hit you and you lose a life point. So you're trying to make patterns, and then in the solo mode, when you make patterns, any bullets that you clear out go over to the boss, where you're trying to break through a number of shields, and then there's effects that happen there. The boss will have a pattern up that if you don't match that, a bad thing happens on the boss's turn, um, if you don't have that pattern existing on your board somewhere at the end of your turn. Uh, so it's, it's a really fun, thinky game. And that's the solo mode. There's also like, um, there's co-op against the bosses if you want. There's also team competitive. Uh, and then there's a competitive mode, which is designed to be used with a three minute timer for each round where you just play as fast as you can. Uh, the only issue I could see with that is if no one really knows the game that well, it's implying that you're, you're going to, on an honor system, play really fast, like solitaire, basically. And then pass bullets yeah. to to the player to your left constantly. They even say in the instructions if it's too much, you can turn the timer off. I think that this yeah. game really will shine without the timer. Uh, the timer to me seems like it would just introduce problems. Have um, you ever played Five Minute Marvel or one of the Five Minute games like that? I have not. No. Okay, so Five Minute Marvel's kind of a like a um, a, a frantic matching game where. Okay. Each each player is playing as a Marvel character, and as such, you've got like a set of special power style cards. But you've got a stack of enemies that you're fighting, and to beat up each enemy, like you need two tech points to beat up this enemy, or you need five energy to to beat a bigger enemy, or you need two speed and an energy. And so every hero's got like a couple of them that they specialize in but then there's just a big draft pool otherwise yeah and so it's a five minute timer that you either have a timer thing or there's an app for it on your phone that you can get on your phone that just counts down the time and so then it's you and how many other people sitting there trying to work together to match that while then choosing to like draw cards from the main pile or draw cards from your special pile because like tony stark is going to be you know if you're iron man you've got tech 
out the yin yang so you might draw some of those cards that will maybe have a special action that you could do too but there's something like if you run out of your cards then there's a different issue i forget what the the like later things that go on down the line are but it's very much a a frantic thing and then you're just like i got this and because it's on a timer and when you get into the last rounds it's like really close on the timer where you're just like throwing cards down and pulling the boss off and doing another thing where it it's definitely a thing where it's a co-op game when you're doing it that quick you've got to like be trusting that everybody's being good at yeah. their co-ops uh, that's why with bullet they're like you know you can if you do competitive it's like two to four player competitive and i'm like that's that's like i think everyone has to not only be you know there to play a game properly but they also all have to know the game uh it just mm-hmm. seems like a lot to ask when it has all these other modes that just roll i think a lot more cleanly uh i was gonna say when you were talking about five minute marvel there is a guy is a designer called kane Klenko who does a lot of games with hourglasses um or that's apparently mm-hmm. kind of his thing like there's a game called fuse where you use a physical you can use an app as well but it's like a app or physical hourglass and you're using dice rolls uh to try to defuse a bomb um and he he did a similar thing for a i haven't uh, i just haven't played it but there's a, a pandemic called rapid response which is a kane klenko pandemic where there's like a timer and you're trying to do pandemic relevant things but also on like a, a little clock timer um it's an interesting idea. I think I think the whole concept makes the most sense to my brain when it is like a co-op scenario and, and also when it's not complicated. Because um, like the only time it's really sounded good to me was Fuse or Proving Grounds, where it's like you're on a timer, but you're also playing by yourself and you're primarily just rolling dice and trying to read what they are as fast as possible and then figuring out which mm. ones you want to keep. And I'm like, that to me makes the most sense. Otherwise, like if you're doing complicated stuff, like in, in Pandemic Rapid Response, it looks like this. Then it's like I think it's too easy for everyone to miss the timer ending unless you have an actual alarm. Mm. Um, yeah, that at, at least that's like why we went for the the app on a phone rather than yeah because the, the the we were doing this at Merlin's Beard of the Board Game Cafe and they've got like sand timers and the stuff and the like that you can borrow, but it's very e- easy to do that or you have the one person that all they're doing is staring at the last like yes. sixty grains go through it rather than actually like play and get us a thing it's like oh no i had that last energy we needed the whole time well you you're just paying attention so that it didn't run out the the nice thing about bullet is the instructions literally say if you're going to use the timer like use your phone or go to we have a website with a clickable timer or something like that and Mm. i'm like that's good like like hourglass timers are cute and they're they are more in theme with like you know analog games but I would only trust them in a game like Proving Grounds or, or Fuse, where like I'm I'm able to stare at the timer while I'm doing everything else. Uh, that's some board game talk. That was fun. I mm-hmm. I like talking about board games. They're still fresh to me. The the one other off-topic thing I got related to board games. I had a pre-order in uh, for the the last two the the two Bloodborne campaign expansions that came out at retail. Um, because getting them at retail anything at retail was cheaper um, in Canadian retail than like pursuing the Kickstarter stuff. Uh, so I picked them up. I haven't played them yet, but this this is going out to Brian for, uh, Brian from Wreck and Rule. Uh, if you make it to the end of this podcast, thanks to you, I now own literally everything from from Simon's Bloodborne the board game. I tracked down all the Kickstarter exclusives over several months. I own the entire game now, and I probably wouldn't if I hadn't seen you talking about you getting it and reminding me that it looked cool. 
And then I went and looked into it, and then I bought the whole thing. So Brian from Wreck and Rule may never, ever again complain that I might have gotten him to buy a Transformer. He got me to buy a friggin' Kickstarter board game suite. Anyway, that's uh, that's a little bit of heat. That's a little bit of that heat out there. Um, I'm sure Aaron and others are probably gleefully rubbing their hands hearing that someone caused me to spend lots of money. Um, mm-hmm. Aaron, it's, it's always nice to to hear it come around to somebody else. Have I ever told you how cool the Bloodborne board game is and how you should probably give it a try? Yeah. Really, really, uh... that's, that's okay. I don't know. I, I spent $180 on dice on Kickstarter, so uh, oh, I'm yeah, right. right you're, now. You're, you're, in, you're in it with us. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Four more days on on uh, Wormwood's dice Kickstarter for for the two of you. Everybody else, wait, wait War, Wormwood's doing a dice. Hang on. This is somehow Brian at Wreck and Rules' fault as well. I just need to point that out. If we wouldn't have yep. started like comparing these, I'm going to look it up too. I want to know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'll hey, I, I, ju- I just dropped it in our chat there for you. Wormwood stuff looks really cool. So this is Wormwood uh, has some, and then Dispel Dice, who uh, she's done one Kickstarter before that's mostly delivered at this point, I think. Oh, where geez. Her, hers are, are uh, resin with um, like different dyes in the resin, and then uh, Mylar, like colored um, foil put in it. Oh, boy. Um, the three top end of hers have actual flowers in them. Um, and then it's... Uh, return to a bunch of Wormwood's um, like gemstone dice all the way up to a really cool prismatic glass one where they use uh, prismatic foils um, laid down in layers in it so that it it looks friggin' crazy. Those vaults um, look so good. Like the, the, the dice that come with like a, a vault? Uh, with like a, a, uh, I've scrolled oh, down yeah. the page. This, <laughs> yeah. There's really cool stuff in so, here. So the 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 just the the tablet vaults or the like the lunar rose all of all of them I, I love those like do, yeah. they look like their mag their magnet enclosure it looks like yes That's- so so I do have one of the like normal dice vaults that I got from them actually I guess that is kind of an an off topic thing um, that I kind of forgot about because it came in and got forgotten about <laughs> um, but I got one of their dice vaults. That is a Dungeons and Dragons one specifically that I'd have to go find. But it's like the the dispel, like the cherry dispel vault that they have at the top. Except for instead of the dispel logo, it's actually the Dungeons and Dragons logo. It is two very strong magnets here. I'm going to close it for you. Um, that if you've ever watched like their worm life videos, the way that they te- that they test these is they load them up with a weight on the inside of it and then they grab one side and then they shake the dickens out of it and if it moves any it gets rejected back to have the magnets reset replaced nice and this is like i said this is me closing it and that is a solid closure nice and in cherry That'll be in your recording. I should say I didn't hear it because I believe it was so sharp that Discord actually considered oh, it to be too yeah. loud. It, it, it <laughs> like gates it out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, here I'll do it without slamming it home. I mean, it is a solid. You know, from about a a, a half an inch separation, you start having to like Dis- Dis- fight Discord against ain't it. having it. Discord is like you kept talking, yeah. and it, it it blanked just the noise out over Discord. Huh. <laughs> Uh, I'm also noticing um, they're on wave four and five on this Kickstarter. This appears to be going well. Yeah, 
yeah i'm i'm on i got in like right as wave three started which kind of upset me because i would have liked to get it a little bit sooner but who needs unicron uh, when you could get the t20 yeah 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 twenty five hundred dollars i'm already waiting i'm already waiting for pixel dice i don't need to do this too that that's that's another one if you watch their videos the previous t20 um was not as large that is approaching softball size this is a solid tungsten d20 the size of a softball and the blurb says if you need to ask how heavy it is, how heavy it is it's not for you we shouldn't have made this no one should buy this i i think in one of their things they said that they've got four of those or five of those <laughs> sold kill someone with it yeah <laughs> you could you could kill multiple someone's at the same time with it yeah if they're all standing in a row you just hurl it at them it'll go through all their heads <laughs> but yeah then i then for like as as like their kind of stretch goal thing they're doing a guinness book of world records longest chain of di- or longest string of dice or something and then anybody that backs it in the next four days um will get one of those dice as well. They're, it's, <laughs> it's one die for every backer they have. Oh, nice. These, these colorways, I, mean, I would call them colorways. This goes beyond colorways. But, like, these yeah. these look incredible. This is, this is a, like, not just this. Every time I've seen this kind of stuff at conventions, I count my blessings that collecting dice somehow just bounced right off my brain. <sighs> yeah, you're, you're lucky that, the, the, like, the dice goblin, like infection never got to you because i have the personality that that totally would get hit with that for whatever reason collecting thousands of dice just doesn't click with my brain unless they all serve a purpose uh Mm -hmm. so when i even when i have bought just like simple chessex dice boxes for print and plays i get grumpy that like oh this is nine bucks the other one's six bucks (laughs) because i want the certain colors to go with certain games uh but i'm i yeah i count my blessings because the other one like even then, there's stuff in here that like would break me if I saw it in person at a convention, uh, like like Vaporwave and Voidwalker. I would just be like, "No, I'll buy those sets, sure." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that we were looking at. Um, I'm trying to remember the ones that because I really liked the uh, uh, which one was it? The Event Horizon, the kind of like light blue with gold in it. And then Alfie was wanting the uh, 80s kid. And then I think we were going to, like, figure out what the third set was going to be for us. Yeah. I'd really like the raised obsidian, but that's much more expensive. And my concerns with the gemstone dice are always that, um, like, they're actually stones. It's not, like, plastic poured into the shape to look like that or something. So mm-hmm. they can have issues if ever like rolled aggressively or anything. Yeah, I'm thinking just just from the top bunch of these, the I, I mm-hmm. like I, I'm I'm looking at these. And I'm immediately like, yeah. If, if I was faced with this table, it would be Vaporwave, Voidwalker, uh, Nightbloom, um, possibly Knife Dancer. This it's, yeah, it's it's, it's gorgeous looking. Yeah, I even have like I do have I do have a dice tray and dice tower that work with these really well because they're all fabric and magnets. Um, so mm-hmm. it, would treat, it would treat the dice well and it would also treat the table well. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's the it's the fold up dice tower as well by the by I think it's Die Hard. Um, 
They have like fold up dice trays and dice towers that can all fold flat. Uh, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a great little kit for me trying to play my solo games in, in small spaces. Um, damn. Yeah, that looks really cool. I wonder, I, I wonder if Seth has gone on, because I know Seth has been down with Wormwood stuff too. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's no, I, I, I've really enjoyed like the couple of things that we've gotten from Worm, Wormwood and, yeah. you know, the whole, uh, what, whatever they call it, their, their craftsman's promise. We're like, Hey, if there's anything wrong with this, you let us know and we'll take care of you. That, that's the thing that like at a customer service level is like, yeah, that, that makes me happy. And you'd, you'd want that, you'd want that bespoke level of interaction with bespoke dice, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it kind of, it, it kind of goes hand in hand. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, I, I can't stare at this for too long. Um, <laughs> I think that's uh, that brings us to the close for our for off topic what we got. Um, so uh, I'll say thanks to everyone for listening. Um, stay tuned as we continue podcasting about Transformers because that's what we like to do. And uh, yeah, there's not, nothing else really on the top of my head here. That's that's like upcoming stuff. I guess because we're in the we're still technically in the front half of a new year for at least a couple more days. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure that we're all um, you know, all of our brains are firing up with all kinds of extra life ideas. I know I still have hundreds I never did last year. Mm. So I'm uh, Yeah. Have have you signed up for extra life this year? Nope, because I still think it's January. So I <laughs> Yeah, it's it's definitely not. Yeah, I, still I, do I have that. extra life dice. I have a whole bunch of those that were bought just before the pandemic that I've not done anything with. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll figure some stuff out. But uh, in the meantime, check in on us on on Twitter and etc. We're always floating around. Um, as always, any complaints, send them to Aaron. Um, I think I haven't done that for a few weeks, so I wanted to make sure I got the message out there. Um, and above all else, uh, please do stay safe and survive it's, uh, for a lot of you listening, it is now a period where you're able to start getting things injected into you if you have not already. If you're in Canada, trust me, I am too. We're doing our best, uh, with, with the current supply situation. But, uh, it's important to keep looking ahead and, uh, look forward to late this year and early next year when perhaps, uh, whatever, whatever comes next arrives. Uh, either way, we'll keep podcasting. Take it easy. We'll talk to you later. Add all that up, I don't know what the f it means, but you got some badass perpetrators and they're here to stay.